and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 306, and we have a bunch of books, a bunch of people joining me, including Clay, as always, but also brand new to the show, Stork, and my man, Eric Shea. But we'll get to that in a, a little bit, a little momento here, because I want to tell you where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter right now. WS Marvel Comics, you follow us, we will follow you back 100%, and then we could all talk about comics life and all of that that comes in between. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, to check out news, previews, and reviews, and then you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. That's easy enough, right? And what you will get there is a plethora of extra bonus content including our marvel comics character of the month podcast where this month of may i'm going through maestro and doing the future imperfect story that's coming up in a couple days we also end up having a marvel back issues podcast that i do with stork who you'll hear in a little bit and because it's may we're doing Aunt May episodes, and we're going to be doing the one from The Amazing Spider-Man number 400, I believe it was, where Aunt May reveals that she always knew that Peter was Spider-Man. And then we also have our weekly spotlight where we end up going through two books picked by the badass level of the Get Fresh crew, Beep Boop, and they ended up going full force where they want some heroes reborn and I believe that they're going to get Heroes Reborn Magneto and the Mutant Force, number one. But also then the old Miles Morales Spider-Man, number 26. So we'll be going through those two. That comes out Thursday. So you would be able to get this podcast, you know, listen to it. And then, oh, I want some more. Let me go over to that patreon.com slash weird science and check out some more. But enough of these little commercials because I'm going to go off right now and Me and my man Clay, I forced him to catch up on the regular Heroes Reborn book because Heroes Reborn number four came out. But then also we get to talk about one of our favorites, the Beta Ray Bill. So we're going to go off and start the podcast right about now. All right. And here I am with Clay. How are you doing, Clay? I am hyped up on Red Bull, so I'm doing good. I'm hyped up. My wife ended up getting some, I don't know, craft coffee. I don't know what kind of fancy coffee this is. It's from it's from New York, and it's supposed to be, like, fancy. But then I said to Tanya, why is it fancy? And she said, because it's from New York. And, like, they, they just have the same coffee as us there, honey. <laughs> they, they, you know, most of these beans aren't from New York, so what's making this thing? And I don't know. She was listening to some podcast, and it's a lady who ends up, like making the certain coffee so she had to get it and she made it i can't tell the difference i really can't now with that uh mark jager who's one of the patrons and one of my friends he ends up he got me a couple times a subscription to this like seattle coffee company deal 
Now, they had it going on, and I'm saying that I ended up brewing it the same way my normal coffee was. I I was up for like three weeks. This stuff was strong (laughs) as all get up. I mean, it was so strong, but very good. Uh, This this has a weird, like, ashy taste. She said, it has a nutty aftertaste. I said, no, the nutty thing is you ordering it for as much money (laughs) as you did beforehand, baby. See, see, for me, coffee is almost like milk. Like, I don't taste the difference anywhere I go. So, like, 1%, 2%, I don't taste the difference. Yeah, well... Me and uh, my son Logan, at one point, we kind of, we get in these little things like making sushi or then the coffee. And at one point, we were convincing ourselves that they had like, that has the after uh, aroma of a dark chocolate. We knew we were pretentious <laughs> jerks. You should have heard us doing that. And we, we do that for like three weeks and then we get done. But yeah, it's the aftertones is what Logan kept saying. I do sense the aftertones of raspberry. I'm like, what? I started yelling at him. Uh, but yeah, that's that. But I'm I'm pretty hyped up. I'm pretty hyped up myself because of that. Not because of the first book we're talking about. It is Heroes Reborn number four. This is the event going on right now. I don't see a lot of people talking about this. And and really, you know, events can get overbloated. The King in Black people may have loved it, but it got it was bloated. It had a ton of issues. So when this Heroes Reborn was announced, you only have say eighteen issues with the tie-ins involved. That seemed pretty cool. It's only going to last a little bit. We're going to go. The problem is, is what's worse, having an 80-issue event. Now, somebody's going to say right away, that's worse. But having that, <laughs> but actually getting a story at least somewhere in there. I mean, you don't have to buy everything, right? So if you were like, I'm just going to buy the main book. So you have The King in Black, tons of issues. But the main book is only about the amount of issues this will be. And you just read that. Do you get enough story? Do you get something out of it? Because so far now, this hero is reborn. You start out and you caught up with it to talk about this. That first issue seemed pretty cool. You're starting out a cool mystery. Oh, my God, the Avengers aren't around. How's this going to work? There's some things that didn't quite jive in my mind, but still. And my biggest thing was the idea that Cap being in the ice wouldn't end up making the Avengers never come about because they found him in the ice. There's a lot of weird, you know, eggs, chicken in the egg deal. But with that, I said right away. And and really, I saw a review before I read this, and they're like, oh, at least we finally find out what's behind all of it. So I've been going full out, 100% front street of it has to be Mephisto. We ended up seeing Mephisto hanging out with Coulson in the Squadron Supreme earlier in the Jason Aaron run. Now, if I'm able to figure this out i'm a dummy i can't remember things either i have such a bad so when you get this reveal seemingly in this issue it again when we get it falls flat for me because you're waiting for this to to jive you're waiting for this to seem real big and we know it's going to reset but now that it's mephisto nonsense now it's like really like what like they're just going to end up snapping fingers it's going to go back and so where is you know the meat of this what are you supposed to hang on to and it's funny because i think that the only thing you can hang on to with this is hey let's have some fun let's go and see the squadron supreme they are the just league but let's go full out let's see almost and i think i said it in my last review for issue three let's go and see the awfulness that would happen if the justice league was here in the marvel universe but you don't quite get that either because up until this issue and you were at, you read number three, and you said Blur annoyed the crap out of you, right? Oh, just annoying. so much. But did you think Blur was over-the-top evil? 
because I didn't. No. Blur's just and doing Blur was, things, right? I was going to ask you this. In this new world, Heroes Reborn, are we supposed to hate them or That's like my problem, them? because now you do get a piece of crap, right? This issue, then, but that ends up twisting and turning, because with that, you know, you don't have really a bad Squadron Supreme. You have a Squadron Supreme that seemingly, while this is, they're duped as well. Even when Dr. Prism goes and then talks to Coulson, they're not aware of this change. They're just doing what they do. Dr. Prism is a, or Dr. Spectrum, I'm sorry. Dr. Spectrum is, is a piece of crap, pretty much, right? But is he? Because you also end up making the people he's going against really bad, too. So I don't know. And I don't know who, I guess, in the end, you're supposed to be rooting for Blade, Cap, but we don't even see them. And they become even a backup in their own regular book. And you don't get them here. You get Starbrand Baby. Now, I'll also talk, because me and you talk about the Jason Aaron Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the only reason we got the Starbrand Baby and Echo as the Phoenix Force, just so they can be an alternate universe of this and do that? Because if that's the case, I'm really going to go crazy because this isn't worth it. This isn't the payoff for, you know, Starbrand Baby to grow up a little in this universe and get grabbed by Rocket. I mean, this, it just, the, the payoff is nowhere to be seen. I don't know who we're supposed to root for. I don't know. Let's root for Mephisto while we're at I, yeah, I you don't know. know. We, we got these stories of every single member so far, right? And I think the next one is going to be Nighthawk, but we technically still got a little bit of him in the first issue. We did, but seemingly, I think we'll get that, yes. Yeah, yep. seemingly, like you were saying, Blur and Nighthawk seem to be the guys that are following orders but still living their life. Hyperion, yeah, he's he's a little bit of a jerk. You know, we, we've seen him in the way he acts, the way he is righteous. We completely understand that. And like you said here, Dr. was it Spectrum? Dr. Spectrum. I don't know why I kept Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dr. Spectrum. He has, he has the, the prism. prism. That's what got me he, thrown off. Like you were saying with uh, right before we started recording, the uh, the blur is basically Barry Allen. And he was kind of having those personalities here. We would have to say, okay, the personality would have to be either Hal or Guy or the combination of both. Yeah. It, to me, it's it's just Green Lantern. But yeah. the deal is, instead of the Green Lanterns protecting space, this is just a Green Lantern that only protects Earth and is yeah. going to go out and, and really goes over the top of the, I hate these scumbags around Earth. I'm America. God in America. And it's too much. It, it, you know what I mean? Because you're yeah, not going to root for them. It was very much over the top, you know, exaggerated with this whole "I'm American." And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Okay, we he get really it. wants we to get push it. that. We get it. <laughs> yeah, really. Me and you are American as well. <laughs> we, we get it. I mean, I, I get it, right? So it's just so. But then again, then here's my big problem: is okay, Colson's president, right? Colson's. Oh my god, that must be horrible, right? Oh my, who knows? We haven't seen anything. That's where I have to see. I have to see, and and you could only guess. The way they're doing this with this over the top, you know, Dr. Spectrum, that you would get a Colson that probably is in Jason Aaron's mind like a Trump. I, you know, I'm not going to get political at all with it, but you would, you would, we do know that. that in the very first issue, Blade even said, like, why isn't anything, like, why is it almost too perfect for the world that, you know, we were having with the regular Avengers? So 
they can see both sides of how, okay, it is good in this way, but it's still wrong because these heroes never had the chance to be heroes. Yeah, and we're uh, finding out yeah. that there is a lot more people that are starting to remember or have always remembered. Or at least know something's wrong. Right? Exactly. It, but yeah. Why do that? But they're <laughs> they're not connecting anything to tell us or move us forward to an actual story. Yeah. And like I said, if you're going to go with the idea, at one point I thought the intriguing thing in that first issue was Blade. Like sniffing around, I don't smell no vampires, and like, oh my god, maybe this world is better. Maybe, but you haven't gone any more with that either. Like that would be, and I think I said it when I talked about issues one and two. The idea of what happens when you find out, oh my god, world peace, everything's fine. Yeah, it's been done by Mephisto and Coulson, and maybe the idea is, should we go back to what's right, or should I stay with what's good? But you're not getting that anymore. You're really not getting anything. I, the, the craziest idea of this whole deal, and I'll, I'll go back because you haven't actually read the tie-in issues, which I'll tell you, you don't really have to. But that made Hyperion seem very good. It, it, it just, it's weird. But the idea of all of this going, you have a main book of an event that ends up just being a character deal of something that, we know is going to get reverted back. You don't need the, the backup should be, Hey, this is Dr. Spectrum. Hey, this is blur. Give me a main story, not a backup with the main story. You get five pages. And even in this, you don't even get blade. We had left blade and cap in Ravencroft trying to get Maya echo the Phoenix force in this. It's all about the star brand baby. Who's now a kid who's now pissed off and going back to earth to take out the deal where it seems like, okay, all we're going to do is get the forces back together. Now, you know, we'll go into this. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm angry now, but it, it's written. By, it's, I, 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 I have some things to say about it too, but let's go ahead and go into yeah, the it's written by, And I'll just say two things here. I'll give you the credits and then one other thing. Uh, the first part of the story, the most hated man in the heavens, Jason Aaron writing, James Stoke on art. I love the art. Born in the stars, Jason Aaron writing, Ed McGinnis on pencils, Mark Browns inks, Matthew Wilson colors, BC's Corey Petit is on letters. Um, and that, uh, we're just going to go into this. The whole idea of this is, the Avengers are gone. You end up having the Squadron Supreme as the deal. Coulson is the president and Blade is the only one who remembers, except now everybody seems to think something's wrong. Now, with that, you do have a cover. We did set up this in the first issue where we did see Dr. Spectrum fighting Thanos and his Infinity Rings, all that going on there. And it's on the cover. Yeah, that's one page here. I mean, if, yeah. if you're really desperate for this and you're trying to dupe people into this, it is one page. Thanos just gets his hand ripped apart and gets thrown into the nowhere supermax prison that has been set up by Dr. And, and through all this, too, it is, like I said, that's the science cells of the whole, you know, Green Lanterns. And in this, you, you continue to do the name drops, you know, oh, I took care of. You know, the Super Scroll and his space circus of crime. And I got rid of Beta Ray Bill and I got. But you're not getting anything from this. And there, there's nothing in this that couldn't have been compacted into five, six pages to be a backup. Because what you get is the watcher who, oh, my God, he can't watch. He's gotten his eyes destroyed. He hires Rocket Raccoon along with Kreese and Scrolls to go and kill Dr. Spectrum, who 
after three word bubbles, I want him dead as well. He's just a piece of right. He's just a piece of crap. And then you get ego, and you have him torture that. But th- this whole thing is just to, I guess, show how much of a piece of crap he is. Now, at least in this one, I can stay at the end and say, oh, at least I want to get rid of this guy. Like I, I didn't necessarily hate Blur. At the end of his deal, the little we got of Nighthawk in the beginning in that first issue didn't mind him at all. He has done some research, and that was where Blade looks and says, I know you have looked into this and you know something's wrong. And even Hyperion, like, but I don't like this guy. He's just over there. He's making us Americans look bad, which we do very well ourselves. We don't need the help. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and then the, also the thing is just to throw, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm paging through. I'm almost done what I have to say about it's so crazy because Rocket, you get Groot as a gut. Like, it's just these, oh, look at this change. But when I keep seeing this, I just want to have that Elseworld steal. And the Elseworld, when you do these stories, like me and you start an Elseworld story of, say, a Hal Jordan, right? Well, the deal is that he never, ever found Abin Sir. What would happen? What would happen if Guy Gardner became the friend? Like, there you have that base where you go with, this supposedly starts out with, well, Cap's in the ice. Well, now we just see it's Mephisto. So it's at the end, it's like, that's almost like us writing in Elseworlds. And at the end, we tell a whole story, right? And this is a DC thing I'm just going to throw out there. I hope I don't annoy people. But it's the whole thing where me and you, we have this crazy people are dying. Superman's killing people. Batman. At the end, we find it's all taking place on planet Clayface. They're all Clayfaces. It never mattered. It was nothing. That's what this seems to me. It ends up just being, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to grab onto. But you tell me what you think because uh, well, I'll just go is, right from that what is, that. That is the embodiment of what we've had the problem with in Jason Aaron's writing. From from issue one to now, it was always him jumping from one story to another. And now he's taken bits and pieces of every single story that he's written in Avengers and put it into this miniseries. And that has even made it like more of a cluster, and we don't know what it's focusing on. I feel like most of these main issues for Heroes Reborn should be the tie-ins. Tie-ins or a backup. They could be the tie-ins. That's all you need. Exactly. While he should have focused more on the Blade aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it should. Now, as you say that, just think of this, because you haven't read the tie-ins. Uh, the Hyperion one was to go back and see his, you know, background with Gladiator. It, it was pretty much a take on the whole uh, Legion of Superheroes. But it showed how they became the Brood, which if you remember, there was the one page where he was fighting them as the Brood, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what, So why not tell your main story and then in the background for these tie-ins make those the backup? Like, it'd be cool. You You read that first issue and then, oh, my God, let's see how gladiator and the rest of them became the brute because you didn't need that much pages in that either so you have that the next one you have that peter parker one because all these tie-ins are doing and even this you know story here this really is just having that okay we get the little hint that you ended up having dr spectrum fighting thanos so let's go into it more we get but like some of these things don't need full issues and i agree with you that, yeah, maybe the bigger thing is to see these individual characters. 
have them. So make those the tie-ins. Like, I, I fully agree. Now, with that, do you really, really think that anything we got from Dr. Spectrum here or Blur, and I'm not talking the idea where he fights Wanda, you know, and ends up she's like something. I'm talking about the character work, the idea of a – is that going to play out in anything? Do you think that I don't, after I don't this, think so. I don't because either. The, the moments that you're looking at are exactly what uh, uh, freaking Spectrum is talking to Coulson about. Because he even mentions the same thing that Blur mentioned in his little monologue is that he he saw like shatters in his dimensional whatever. It's the same thing as the, the freaking uh, uh, what is the Speed Force in D.C., I can't remember what it is here in Marvel, but th- he was seeing something that pretty much showed that there was, it was something the, wrong. It was when he was running through the dread dimension. Dread he was dimension, going through the dread dimension. Yeah. He saw some things, something's wrong. But the funny thing is the play here, even with it, hey, uh, Coulson, because Coulson, he's up. And he, now you almost get the idea because, and, and that's why I think this Dr. Spectrum might throw me off a little. I was getting the idea that eventually Coulson will figure this out, right? Or not Coulson, the, the, the Squadron Supreme, and go to Coulson. What the hell is going on? Well, he wants it this way. He may turn on this, and then they'll need the Avengers to bail their asses out or, or whatnot. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't want this doctor. I don't need him bailed out of anything. I just send him into this space. But the, the whole idea of this is just like, what, do you, what did you get? Because I'll tell you what I got from issue number three. Blur is Flash. That's all I got. Right. Yes. That's all. What did I get from this? Doctor Spectrum's a piece of crap. You don't even get to the point where, oh, I guess he's a green. <laughs> he's a piece of crap. That's all. I and hey, Rocket was there, and he ended up dying. It's just the idea. Hyperion, obviously, Superman, Nighthawk, but like we get it. It's almost like the joke that'll never end. It's it's explaining the joke that'll never end. Eh, I don't. I don't really need the deal. And I'm I'm actually the funny thing I'm actually shocked that you don't make Thanos into more of a dark side in this, but I guess that's too big. So I I don't know. I, yeah. I just I don't know what the, they're playing with here and why. But we Jim, I will be completely honest with you. I am so split on the series altogether. Not necessarily each individual issue, because each individual issue I still have the same problems that Jason Aaron is always having with me in the sense of his writing, but. I am interested in this like Elseworld type story, uh, or in this case, because of Marvel, this what if story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I want more of it, but I don't want it with his crazy writing. Yeah. Well, and and when you say that too, okay, we're we're, we're pretty much applauding Jason Aaron for one thing. Eighteen issues, I think it is. That's yes. you know, you, that's not as bit, but. You really nailed it on the head. Is this an event or is this just a glorified what if that could have been like the spider shadow that Chip Starsky's doing just five issues? And you could, and if it was played out like that, if it was just a what if story that you're there doing that, I think that that would be something that I'd be like, okay, this is cool. But to play it out as an event and try to play coy with what's going on at first, that threw me off. And yeah, I was saying at the very beginning, I mean, basically, if you if you're like me and it's driving you nuts and not and you're not having fun, I, I just think it's not for me. I think there are things that you could probably have a lot of fun with with this, especially I said 
during the uh, Blur one, I think, is the idea that eh, you could just sit there and like throw shade at DC, and a lot of Marvel fans do. So then you're like, yep, this is nonsense. Flash in here, he's stupid, whatever. Um, but I'm here thinking of it. Maybe I went in because of the way they were spelling it out as more of this big event type thing. And it's not really what it was, but maybe they did that. Maybe that's not Jason Aaron. Maybe he just had this idea. Hey, you know, I'm so sick of not writing the Avengers in my Avengers book that let me not write the Avengers in in the (laughs) Heroes Reborn. And so maybe you're just supposed to look at this as just, hey, let's have some fun for a month or so and have a what if and whatnot with that. Uh, What I am interested in, though, is the backup. Uh, we see the star brand is is a little older. Yeah, yeah, sure. And we see this Wakandan ship. Do you think this is just me speculating? Do you think because we haven't really seen much of Black Panther, uh, the series coming out on a monthly basis? Do you think this is how uh, Coates, you know, how Black Panther was in space and everything? Were they in, were were they just in like light speed or? some sort of other dimension and this is completely focused on that and so they are not altered in any way the thing is though they you had that one mention earlier and they continue it here that nobody thinks that black panther exists like the wakanda isn't real that it's a myth i guess i guess they would have to know at least something about them to know yeah i think that maybe yeah i think that maybe it, it might be but again that might be the wink wink of you know how things would change but still stay the same it is weird that you end up with them in space and you know you have captain okoye there of the wakandan space command i don't know it sometimes i think these writers just end up like getting jealous or so like i'm gonna do that i don't know because at the end that throws in but you're just throwing stuff in but that is at least a little more interesting and the star brand baby now a kid all that is cool but is it i mean you ended up having uh, echo where we didn't even know her that much as the whole you know phoenix force and he tried to play with that and, you know and then she starts saying maybe i'm the one who ch-. like everybody thinks that they've changed it or who remembers it. it's just by the end i just think that you're gathering up obviously your team it's taking too long for the good guys there and then they're going to combine their powers and just end up taking down mephisto end up you know going with the deal and then i don't that my problem is what are we going to do with the blur character work we had last issue? What are we going to do with the duck? Because we're just going to go back seemingly to our regular deal. Now they may end up having it when it reverts that the squadron Supreme remembers this. And I don't know what they do with that either. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. And I just, when you go in and you're just like, okay, here's like at this point, I think half the people that were reading it have to have been like, well, I don't really need to read this. And it just doesn't seem important. It doesn't seem like it's going to do anything. But at the end, especially then throwing Mephisto, which it seemed obvious that he was behind it. But when Mephisto gets involved, now you just have wishes and, you know, debts and things like that. So I don't know. It just ended up kind of just making me chick. I was right. I mean, I don't think that anybody else thought different. I'm not a genius, but I did him. And usually I get excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God I was right. But. I don't know. It just it throws it off. I do like the art, though. The art goes very well with our next book as well, because uh, James Stokoe's art style is pretty cool. And again, you get a Rocket who, but is Rocket different? He's just kind of going on a different side of things, right? It's not like yeah. all of a sudden, like, 
give me a rocket that's like, I don't know. I don't even know how you would change them. I'm actually shocked they didn't make him like a cat or, you know, a dog or something stupid. But there he is. The other thing that made me laugh at the end, just as a writing thing, I think, with the idea, a guy would never call, like, I don't think that as you go to talk to a president, it's always like Mr. President or, you know, President, but he has to say, thank you, President Colson, just so we remember that Colson is the president because I, you haven't seen anything with him. And that's yeah. kind of my thing. It's all so scattered. Do we need to have the name drops and the, the piece of crap God in America, all this stuff when there is a lot of story to be told? What's, what that tells me and warns me, there isn't a lot of story to be told. So we're just going to go through these. Like you said, if you go with it as a one if and try to have fun with it, I think that you would like it more than me. I really do. Uh, but it's driving me nuts already, especially you tell me once you read the times, cause there's a bunch, I think there's three this week when you yeah, read there, them, there was a whole bunch that came out. Yeah. When week. you read them, then, then tell me, because I've read the first two and already I, then I'm, I don't need to do this. What am I doing? Uh, well, I'm but, very, I'm very curious on like how these things will actually connect because like this whole idea of the young squadron, uh, in the background, we see Miles. We, we see who the champions were. And clearly, there's not going to be a Spider-Man because Peter Parker is not Spider-Man. So they had to change him into something else. So I'm just curious on how exactly how that goes. they play cool. on it. Now, like I said, the when you ended up seeing that, and I think it was in the second issue, when you ended up seeing where Hyperion, when he is the school teacher, and he puts down his tablet and says, Peter Parker, at it again. He's become... That's just all that tie-in is to show you. Yeah. So these tie-ins are based on like one panel of the regular deal. So I hope these others, because now we're going to branch out a little. Like you said, the Young Squadron. We even have Magneto, uh, his book, The Siege Society. Like I'm, I'm interested to in seeing how those play out because I don't see where those were necessarily set up in the regular book. So maybe they can branch out a little more. But I do like the art. It's just again, I, I just don't. I don't feel like I need to read this. It doesn't feel like an event. It feels like a glorified what if. And so with that, I'm going to go six out of 10. That's a lot art. But yeah, I guess if you're there to show that Dr. Spectrum is a full out piece of crap, job well done. Mission accomplished because I don't like him. And maybe that's all you need from this. Uh, And then get the whole Wakanda and the Starbrand baby at the end. Uh, What would you give it? I was going to go six as well. That is a lot on art. Um, I am a positive six, though, yeah. because I still have a little bit of hope because that's just unfortunately how Jason Aaron does it for yeah. us. Um, I'm really hoping that the last four issues, I know we will get Nighthawk story or whatever yeah. his uh, individual issue, but I'm really hoping that they don't do the normal oh the last issue we need to wrap this up and you know it all just well we still have uh power princess i guess the uh wonder woman amalgam as well so we have a couple we have a couple members left Uh, that's what i'm saying i'm trying but that's what i'm worried about though one of the things that's kind of is it you know that i can have some hope is all the others seemingly spelled out that you were going to get that next member of the issue. This one just says to be continued. You don't get, you know, it's more of almost like, okay, we're going to go Starbrand coming. So I think that maybe we didn't see any Blade or whatever. And I think next issue, maybe we'll get full out story. 
and then we'll get back to some of the cat. Maybe you'll you'll throw them in as well because I like would be okay said, with that. Yeah, I would too. That would actually. That's all I really want. I want the main story to be able to say, "All right, this is good. This is oh, it makes sense. Whatever." And we're just going through character studies of characters that are changed a bit. The, the, every lay of the land's changed, so whatever they're reacting to has changed as well. So you're not really learning the real deal, maybe the core of them, but how is that going to serve me down the line? Am I just going to be sitting there like, I'm the biggest blur expert ever? I, I needed to to do something. And what I got, I went in, oh, look at that blur. He's the flash of the, and when I came out of it, oh, look at that blur. He's the flash. And this, I just, he's a piece of crap. I just, I can't say it enough that I'm not getting enough character for me to really even know who to root for. Like we said at the beginning, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go to the book. And I, I ended up making, I was going to have us talk Beta Ray Bill first. And then I thought, no, 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 I, I, I want to be happy by the end. So we're going to be doing <laughs> Beta Ray Bill number three, uh, a book that me and you have really, really enjoyed. There are books we do enjoy, uh, by the way. Daniel Warren Johnson, writing artist. Uh, Mike Spicer on colors. VC Josephino with Johnson. Lettering. Uh, we have frustrated now being unable to change back to his humanoid form. Bill left Asgard in search of Odin, what scourged the executioner and Pip the troll, joining him on his quest. But the former all-father no longer has the powers necessary to provide Bill with a new enchanted hammer. So Odin suggested Bill and his companions travel to the fiery realm of Mosfelheim for a suitable replacement, Twilight, the sword of Sir Tor himself. But their arrival in Mosfelheim ended up, up transforming Bill's sentient ship scuttlebutt in a surprising way. And yeah, Scuttlebutt's a lady, and Scuttlebutt's there, and I like this. I like that you even get some feels with the old Scuttlebutt and a Beta Ray Bill, and I thought that it would be a little bit uncomfortable having this happen, right? And they even addressed and that. And they addressed it, Yeah, yes. I thought that was great. <laughs> and then you know how you get over anybody, if you want to know, if you end up being uncomfortable with somebody, you play ping pong. That's all you need to do, but it was a nice moment. But there's other nice moments in this as well. And you get you could say that Pip doesn't really shine this issue, but he he's there. He's doing his thing. Scourge, though, is still Scourge is great. The guns <laughs> ablaze and sky. And I love the idea that if you tell Scourge, listen, we can't fire the weapons on the ship. That just means he has to overload weapons on himself. Like he's not going to stop rooting, tooting and shooting. He's just going to do it however way. But he's so great. And even with that, as they go down the Muspelheim, they get attacked by, you know, these people for the blaze. They are Sartre, you know, what's it called? Worshippers in this. Mm -hmm. And you end up having a bunch of things happening where you do have to put Scuttlebutt, you know, in danger, going into lava, stuff like that. As you start to get more and more attached to Scuttlebutt as the, you know, humanoid kind of form of the AI ship. And I thought that it was just done great. You, you don't have as many of the little wink winks and the Easter eggs that we had. One of them, though, it did look very Star Wars-esque when they go running off. When Pip and uh, Scourge go running off to man the guns, the it guns, did look very much. Exactly yeah. what I, it looks so yeah, much I was like it. Say that. I was really waiting for the, you know, don't get cocky deal. And, and again, that would have been a little too much maybe. But <laughs> you just even have when, when they go because they're being attacked. They go down, and I'm telling you, Scourge, that's all he wants is to shoot guns. That's it. And he is having – remember, he ends up 
going up, I don't need an eternal life. I, I, I don't like Valhalla. They don't have guns. And now he gets, this is his heaven. It's so crazy. He's yelling, yeehaw. He's shooting it up. And they're just going to town. And what is it that makes me love this? And yet, even in these first couple of pages, it's not necessarily story beats going up, but it's so good because I love these characters and, and all that. Just crazy. Uh, but yeah, you end up with the you know personal deal a little where a big thing is Scuttlebutt can just transform the ship now. If I was transformed, maybe I could transform the ship, makes a big battleship that they land in the lava. But it is you know eating at the hull. But then you go because they realize that these people, the, these demons, they are worshiping Surtur. That makes sense. They have to find out. And Scuttlebutt comes up with the idea, we just have to go below. You know, you ended up having yeah, Odin they, say it's at the bottom. So, right? Yeah, they, they uh, well, uh, Scuttlebutt notices after scanning uh, Muslheim that there's a source of energy that is directly below the flow of lava. And they're like, okay, well, how do we do that? And she's like, oh, well, if I can transform the ship, I'm pretty sure I can protect the ship all the way down. It'll just take some time. And so uh, this is when we get our little uh, ping pong moment and a little bit of the feels. And it's, it is funny because you weren't really expecting it. You kind of just see uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill. He's standing in front of the, of the ping pong table, not really doing anything. And when Scuttlebutt says, oh, well, then I have an idea to break the ice. They just completely go at it. And it's crazy. They're hitting the ping pong ball like super hard. It almost looks like they are just like destroying uh, it. Basically changing physics. (laughs) And, and so they have to eventually just start talking. And so that's when it comes to Scuttlebutt explaining how exactly she feels as a sentient being now. And she gives this idea of like, Oh, have you ever had those moments where like everything makes sense? And he's like, yeah, I have one of those days every once in a while. She's And she says, well, it's like that, but you just keep going. It, it it doesn't stop. And he's like, okay, don't necessarily understand that. That's when uh, she wants to show him something. And this, I totally get where she's coming from. And this becomes a little bit of the awkward moment. She, uh, she shows... Beta Ray Bill, this room of every single recording of their conversations. And this is where, okay, is this going to be this weird, awkward, like, hey, I know you were turned down by the woman you love, but like, hey, I'm always here for you. And just going to be a little bit awkward because you're a ship, but also now you're a lady, kind of. You're a robot, non-binary. I'm not entirely sure what you want to be called. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. And then she gives him this hammer. This this axe, really. It's an axe. Because you have to remember, this entire mission is finding a weapon. Now, the weapon is more so to change him back, but I am sure... This is going to come back around to mainly be, hey, you're looking for this weapon when I could give you whatever you want. Yeah, and I think that what we're going to get right there, you're going to have a big battle at the end, Surtur, it should be, uh, with all that. And he's going to be able to get Twilight, and he ends up picking this one at least to fight, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. because pretty much. Scuttlebutt, 
Scuttlebutt's in the friend zone right now, and, and I don't think Scuttlebutt wants to be. It does get a little – I mean, if you look into <laughs> it, it gets a little bit creepy, like the idea of, have you been stalking me? But it is their conversations and all their battles to show you how much Bill means to her. And, you know, showing this and then says what happened. That She doesn't know what Bill is up – like, why are you going to this? He doesn't know because – the ship wasn't there these conversations and things like that is only when they're together or whatnot so hey what happened that made you want to go there ah you know i had one of those moments like you but it was because she was turned down and you can even see just the sadness though because number one i think that there's a possibility that scuttlebutt does know and it's just sad like i I was here for you all along and, and look i'm now able but also the idea when they pull out of here probably going to be reverted i mean this is all muspelheim things i said we came to muspelheim it ends up and also remember the idea too that when they go out it was not that subtle but at this point you can if they come out different you have those guardians that were up there that said if we see anything a little wonky or a little weird altered in your eyes you look evil whatnot because this said this place changes you when we thought of that we thought the change would be like, oh, no, Pip's going to become a demon. Like it, the change at that point really felt like it was like it makes you evil. You're going into a place of evil. It can change you. Well, it did change. It, it changed Scuttlebutt. Compl- so what will happen? What happens when they go to leave and things aren't the way they're supposed to be? And that sets up some things, too. But I do think that this hammer where you see, too, even the explanation is pretty cool, but you see Beta Ray Bill use it. It's pretty kick ass. It ends up coming back to him. I mean, it's like it, it is pretty Scourge, awesome, right? I Scourge mean, is crying. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. They love it. It's great. So that's the thing, and that's the weird thing is almost like here, you know. Here's the thing, because what this ends up being, even if Scuttlebutt doesn't know anything else, they're putting their lives on the line, and Bill could die, and I think that's what that. Here, you're looking for, a, you know, a hammer or a axe or whatever, but here's a weapon. I know you have a lot, but here, can't we just go back now? I just gave you a pretty cool weapon. You know, it's from me. It's from the I mean, really, if you're going to go with the idea that this is something from the heart or from it is. She ends up separating and this thing is there. I mean, it's a part of her. And, yeah, it says, can we just turn back? And they don't get to answer. And, you know, you don't even have Bill say, like, oh, it's more than that. Because he doesn't get a chance. They get called up because now yeah. they have a bunch of these. These guys don't give up. Well, I just I just love how, like, right when these demons are coming to attack them, like, Pip takes the time to be like, hey, so uh, how 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 is your ship? Like, uh, what do you feel about all this? And, and Bill is like, it's weird. He's like, yeah, I, I can see that. And then Scourge is like, prepare to eat lead, guys. Come <laughs> oh, on. <laughs> and also, I will I will point out, if I'm going to keep going with a little bit of a Star Wars deal, Pip is looking at these guys coming up. Looks very much like the binoculars that Luke uses yep. to see the sand people. But with that, I love it, too. It's like, oh, no, we have a tail. They yell. We got these guys coming up on us in these ships. One of them, which has a catapult uh, seat. That they're pretty cool that catapults them at all these things going down like all right i'm going to the guns and then scuttlebutt no 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 we can't there's too much whole lot yeah all the power is with the hole to be able to go in the lava and he's like all right let's do this the old-fashioned <laughs> way and he just comes out guns ablaze and double fisting and yeah hand, ends up handing pip 
almost a gun at one point that's way too big for him and then he gets the little one and they just start shooting and scourge is having the time of his life you end up seeing that this hammers or i keep saying hammer it is a axe, axe ends up yeah just destroying them then he throws it he ends up almost like pressing an ignition thing throws it it ends up it's really really cool and they just need time as this goes they're making you know scuttlebutt is making the hole almost turning it into a sub now and they're just going to go down into the lava. They have to go and, you know, is Scuttlebutt going to end up surviving all this? They're worried. Okay, Hull. And you get that tension, you know, Hull down to 20%. Hull. Even in the even in the moments of tension, I love Scourge's Yeah, like, Scourge is great. He, <laughs> he's looking at all the, the buttons. He's like, oh, hey, yeah. everything was green. Now it's red. <laughs> he's I just like freaking this. out. He is freaking out. Also, he yells, hang on, robo lady. He just starts yelling. And then they're like, oh, my God, we need to hit the, the – we see the exit. We need to hit the, the big red button, the, the overdrive button. He's <laughs> right there. <laughs> he's right there. Slams it down. And then they boom. They go through a witch. Made me laugh because all of this – Instead of being like a dimensional poor, like I'm, a, it pretty much looks like a lava toilet. That you know they they're in the sewer. That, that's all it that's looks like. That's exactly what I thought it and was. It's it so was like funny. almost like sewage. It's sewage. It just looks hilarious the way it, it plays out. But yeah, they end up in a very dark place that looks like almost like a space angler fish type deal coming out. Whatever mm-hmm. it would be, pretty crazy. And yeah, hey, what the hell is that? Uh, and again, if you're going to go into a weird type of set, like this is almost like the asteroid going in and then you're inside something in a reverse way. But yeah, they end up what looks like they came out in the sewer from the toilet and now they're going to get attacked again. And this is three of five. We have two more issues and there hasn't been a down issue in my mind. Every issue has been really, really good to great. And this is what I said. Why, why am I enjoying this so much more? I don't have a real connection with Beta Ray Bill coming into it. So that's not just like, oh, you're a Beta Ray Bill guy or whatnot. I'm just having a, a hell of a time. And Scourge is the best in all of this anyway. I like Scuttlebutt too, but Scourge, oh my God, just makes me laugh every time he shows up. But not in a goofy way, in a, oh my God, this guy's having the time of his life in the middle of a lava pit in Muspelheim as they're trying to, you know, fight. He's just loving it. And I love it. And I love the art, everything about it. And uh, uh, I'm at a 9.8 for this one. I just, that's how much I like it. I like it so much. I was going to go 9.798. I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to go for. Um, I think I will go for a 9.8 because even like at the end, we don't see uh, Scuttlebutt respond at mm-hmm. all. It no. looks like she may even be shut down. And then at the very end, if you look at the uh, the letters, uh, it says next, and you see a picture. What I would assume is the next cover, and we don't see Scuttlebutt at all. Mm-hmm. In that so photo. it so, may like, have it's been kind of like, oh crap! Like what's going to happen? You know. So I'm actually really excited for this series for what's going to happen next. So I this is probably again almost in the same realm of how we thought of uh oh shoot what was the uh the book the power pack yeah this is a book that i'm always looking forward to read when it comes out and i i love power pack and this is this is better than i mean and, and <laughs> even with the thing like there's so many things that you end up with daniel Warren johnson could have went with just full out humor but this one has feels and even have like the humor of the ping pong it's but it it makes sense you know what i mean like it's like one of those like it's so goofy that it's funny, but 
it may, and it also again if you want to you could end up and it's one of those things where i love when they get like a horror movie trailer but make it into a comedy or make a comedy trailer into a horror movie because you can look at it different angles or whatnot but again when bill says oh you know about the ping pong stuff yeah and oh yeah i've been watching you play i'm like who you're creepy but that's all i mean what was scuttlebutt gonna do just a ship before but yeah pretty good pretty quick learner on the ping pong and even that you end up where i love the idea and you said it completely that they are not, this isn't just like, oh, at one point, it looks like Bill's hit of the, it, it sets the table on fire because they're hitting <laughs> it. Like they are going so full out. They're not, you know, no, you know, cutting corners here. They each want to win, even though this is to break the ice or whatever. They are both into this more than anybody's ever been in the ping pong ever, except when I played the Rockstar ping pong game. Do you remember when that came out? The the oh, whole gosh. deal. Uh, I love that game. It was so crazy that they ended up, you know, in between Grand Theft Autos, they ended up putting out a ping pong game that was <laughs> really had the best physics of a ping pong game ever. I loved it. Uh, though, if you want to go on our me and your other love, the manga and the anime, a lot of ping pong going on oh, in yeah. there. I mean, there's even a current uh, ping pong anime that's really popular right now on Crunchyroll that I've watched a couple episodes of. Uh, that's pretty crazy, but. Yeah, I'm, we're both nine eights. This is great. There's no reason, even if it, it just say you just happen to listen to this episode. Like I don't really read Marvel, or whatever. You might want to read this, and it it goes beyond knowing Beta Ray Bill and all that. This is a really good. Just and the great thing is, you don't need to be caught up on anything. Anything, else as no, far as because other books. It, it brings you up basically. Thor has treated Beta Ray Bill in his mind a lot of times like crap, and. Odin can't help there's really everything's explained and really what it comes down to is a guy who's not comfortable in his own skin and just tries to he wants to be different not realizing how much people love him for what he is and you get that even with Scuttlebutt here who is almost in my mind about to show up on the bridge with a boombox playing in your eyes uh, you know there and please Bill come to me but you know at the end it's just good and this reminds me of when me and Brandon first jumped on with this podcast and I just started. It reminds me of Cosmic Ghost Rider where I ended up just, oh, my God, this is really fun. This is really cool. And I didn't need to know too much. And it, it's very similar in that vein. I think I like this more. And I talked about that Cosmic Ghost Rider for years now about how. Uh, but why is it? Is Maybe it is. Maybe the deal is because some of the things, the Xbooks right now, they're, they're so heavy on a lot of the past, which they would be. You don't want to just make all of the past things disappear. I understand this. Even with Hickman trying to reboot or change things, you, you have to still, you know, have some. But it leaves me behind at points. I think these miniseries, because of what they are, Power Pack, like with me and you, we didn't really know tons about Power Pack. So we end up realizing that these are great characters and you can tell great stories with them that are in continuity, but starting at that point and, and kind of going with it. And I think it's something that everybody should check out. But before we go, as we do, you tell us where we can find you. Yes, of course. You can find me at fanboy play on Twitter. That's where I'm at most of the time. I actually got really active on TikTok the other day. I made oh, like 10, were you 10 videos. Well, no, it's just, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of news with the whole, uh, 
Disney okay. possibly buying so this is DC your comics TikTok and, or is it your dog's? Is this? Oh no, this is this is mine. I and was hoping I, maybe your dog was telling that this story. <laughs> That'd be great. But like, there's been a whole lot of rumors of Disney's going to buy DC Comics. Mm-hmm. It's clearly not true. And so I was responding to a whole bunch of people on that. If you want to check that out, same thing, fanboy play on TikTok. Um, but I'm I have a whole bunch of shows, uh, which will also be on the link tree, the shows mm-hmm. and my TikTok. Um, I am on DC Alliance, the Batman News Weekly podcast, the Comic Book Legion podcast, of course, this network, both on the Marvel podcast, like I am now, and also the DC uh, podcast. I am learning that all of my digital content is quickly going away. I just saw two more books so that are uh, being taken off of the digital we'll first lineup. We'll figure some stuff out. If these things, if DC bells on it again... Uh, I have an idea for us. I have an okay, idea. Okay, cool. Yes. And then, of course, uh, on a new day, usually the Ranger Alliance was coming out on Thursdays, every other Thursday. Now it will be every other Monday, starting on the 31st. All right. Well, that's crazy. I ended up, I actually thought that they didn't put out my Marvel show, but it came out a day late. I was like, well, just, but then again, I thought I sent it, and I sent it real late. You didn't ask Travis <laughs> about that. I ended up where I went to check the email to see if we had email Saturday night for the DC Comics podcast and end up, oh my God, it's still sitting there. I I was loading up the file and then walked away, never came back. And it was just sitting there like, okay, send. Uh, but yeah, with that, eh, I have an idea for some digital stuff because that's a shame. I, I really do think that there's a place for that digital stuff, but DC never wants to go full out. So that mm-hmm. is odd. But with that, we're going to go off to uh, probably... I think that at this point we're going to be going off to Stork or possibly Eric Shea. I got to see Eric Shea back again with the alien, but we'll see which one we go to right now. All right. Now I'm here with Stork. How are you doing, Stork? Good. How you doing, Jim? Awesome. And I did mention that with the either you or Eric, you win the prize. You Ooh. win the prize of next. That's all it is. The next up. And yeah. I asked you to join me. Uh, mainly your drinking habits, right? You, you mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. you're filling in one of the slots there. But when we figure out Brandon's nonsense, maybe we'll even have a threesome in a non-sexy way. Uh, we can do that. Uh, but for now, we'll have you joining me with just you, and we're gonna do a new mini series here because yeah. you're not completely caught up with everything. You know, and I think you know more about Marvel than I do overall. Uh, but in the recent stuff, you've been like Brandon, kind of, you know, eh, but this is new and it is reptile. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I have been looking forward to. I've mentioned it a bunch of times on the podcast because I thought the King and Black tie in with him was pretty cool, even though it drove me nuts that a kid with the power to turn into any dinosaur he knows about seemingly doesn't want to figure out any sort of dinosaurs. Has he seen a Jurassic Park movie even? Maybe that maybe that's all he has seen. I don't know, because you even have it in this again. And it drives me nuts. Like if you ended up being a kid with dinosaur powers, I don't care if they've experimented on you. I don't care if you were in Avengers Academy and they were treating you as what you still want to have your power set. You still want to expand mm-hmm. because there are different dinosaurs. You, you did have that play out in the King and Black of you needed something really big and aquatic. He had no idea. Somehow Peter just pulls it out of his butt, you know, do this. Mm. And he's able to do it. We have that again in this. But what this ends up being is an introduction to the character for most people. Reptile is not the biggest known character. 
and you do get a background. You get a recap. Mm. I don't know. I, I ended up by the recap. I'm like, I just want to get into this and have some fun. And then you, you don't have a lot of fun over on this issue in my mind. And he ends up, and Terry Bloss, who's doing this, and I'll get the credits, he ends up going like real deep in the recap, but not deep enough. Like it's one of those like mid-level deals. Like he's going to throw out the idea, oh, I was in the Avengers cap. But mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is or, or whatnot, you know, what is that doing? I just want to see the kid turn into dinosaurs is what I want to do. I know that he's done some research, which he hasn't. We end up meeting some family members, and that's cool, too. But the first issue in my mind is to set up the character and how cool he is so that we go on. Mm-hmm. And by the end of this, me and you both said before we started, we don't think that we would keep going with this. I don't find it as intriguing or exciting or fun Then I thought that I don't know that I'd just go for it because I right. thought that this was just not well served for a first issue of a mini of a character that is, you know, less known. Yeah, he, it feels like he's burnt out on his powers already. He doesn't want to be reptile anymore. And that's an odd choice to start a new uh, series. Yeah, new <laughs> series. Now, with it, it does end up where he is a Hispanic character, so you get mm-hmm. some representation of that. We are assuming that there's a possibility that we'll have more representation going through this. That's fine. But to get the people, you got to get everybody involved and get everybody involved by really showing how cool this is because no matter what, he is a kid that turns into dinosaurs, and that is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome power. And so. I just worry. I worry that people will read this first issue and just say, well, that character's not so great because you leave a lot on the table with that. And it, it is a shame, but it's written by Terry Bloss, pencils by Anid Balam, inks by Victor Olazaba, colors by Carlos Lopez, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. Umberto Lopez's life changed after discovering a mystical fossilized amulet that granted him the ability to transform into any prehistoric creature, as well as proportional strength and advanced healing. When in those forms, once hunted and tortured for his powers, treated as hero and villain alike, now flying solo, Umberto Lopez is reptile. And that's all. That's pretty much enough for me. I mean, that is a really cool idea. And yeah, you do get some background. We do find out that his parents were archaeologists. Mm-hmm. They got to chase their dreams, not me, <laughs> but they went missing. Maybe my dad was ending up saving my life all along and didn't want one of my kids to turn into a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um. But with that, you end up having, you know, Papa Vic, he is sick. That means we have to go and live with his aunt and cousins. And and when that's even going on, like, do you need a real setup to that? Because we don't have any background. That, you know what I mean? You could have even started. Yeah, they could have just been in the house together. And that's a family right there. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's afraid somebody's going to say, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Like, that doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. It does make sense because we don't know what's been going on with Umberto. So just kind of start there. But you do get a big spread page of the background. And people can say, because I'm really shocked that this didn't start with a cold open of just Umberto full out reptile fighting a dinosaur <laughs> in a cool way, having a lot of fun, make it a spread or two. But you do get bits of that here. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have fun with it because it's a flashback narrate heavy, you know, recap. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, and, and so with that, you get the idea. Okay. His parents, that's fine. 
I mean, finding out that he got the jewel, whatever. We already heard that in the recap anyway, the recap page. His parents disappearing, but the idea of all the things he did, which is well served. But I wish that it was one of those where at the end of this, even if you didn't give this recap, that I'm so enthralled with this (laughs) character. This character has gotten me so excited and so cool that I would just go back and do that myself. Like, you know, but after this, this is all I'm ever going to get with him, unfortunately, because I don't feel like I'm that intrigued anymore. And it really lessened my my fun factor. Plus, you mentioned Outlawed and Kamala's Law. Please stop. Yeah, the last panel on, on the two-page spread is just Mopey in his hoodie. And it's like, oh, this is where we're kicking off the yeah, book. Yeah, this is uh, where we're I, kicking. A Mopey got kid who can turn I liked in the all dinosaurs. this uh, because I haven't been reading. So this all this filled me in on the background. So I, I didn't have a problem with it. But yeah, when you get at the Outlawed stuff and he's, he's uh, not going to use his powers anymore. So, <laughs> and it's weird because it's like a combo. First off, he's going with the outlawed stuff, but again, in the books, legitimately, that's over. That, that, but even with that, you end up where you know he seems down. The Avengers Academy, they duped them. We were just there because mm-hmm. they thought we were villains. I got you know experimented on, but then he's in a house, and and I, I don't mind the idea that there's rules at the house, but we're, we're reading a comic where a kid turns into a dinosaur and you get there and his aunt's like, oh, by the way, no turning into the dinosaurs. I'm like, all right, what's going to happen here? We know that he's still going to, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It ends up making it feel just like you said, like you're going into this fighting a battle to try to enjoy it because he's fighting a battle to try to enjoy himself. He meets his cousins, you know, twins, girl, and a boy. They're okay, and that's Mm -hmm. cool for him to have some kids his own age or quite, you know, close to go. They're all excited. They're actually excited to see him, and especially Julian, the boy who ends up like, oh, man, this is what drives me nuts, because why is every boy or girl or anybody like, oh, my God, you must be studying the dinosaurs. You must be going (laughs) online and seeing what you have. First off, that does end up you know it makes you a better superhero mm-hmm. just whatever because if you end up like in king and black where you have to fight a giant dragon you know to turn into one of the giant secret well if you read that he had no idea peter had to tell him mm-hmm. spider-man had to tell him that drives me nuts well i think that you get this app because he gives him this app i know sore the app, I said to you, it's the opposite of a dating app. It just goes in, you push it, and it tells you what venereal disease you have. This it's is what I used to use back in college. <laughs> I know, sore. I'm like, well, something's burning. What happens? <laughs> you did it again, Jim. I'm like, stop judging me, I know, sore app. Uh, but, yeah, you almost get it like the idea that's going to end up being like a Ben 10 thing. Where you beep, 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 and then you can turn into whatever. I would like to see him do some of the legwork, though. To just mm-hmm. at least learn something. His cousin Julian seems to be up on this. I mean, and, and that's the thing. His cousin doesn't seem to be exactly like a dinosaur lover or anything. He just knows some things and says, oh, you're going to turn to that, this. What are you talking about? Yeah. And <laughs> it just is like, really? Like, please, you know, embrace this a little. And I'm not just saying Umberto. I'm saying everybody here. Let's mm-hmm. get with it. You end up finding out. I think that Vic here. He ain't sick. He's playing the video games. I love the two. Like, (laughs) hey, what's wrong with Vic? What's wrong with Pop Vic? Uh, uh, He just said he's 
quote unquote sick. He won't tell us what. <laughs> no, the guy is checked out. He ends up in my mind that he just doesn't want to go back to work. So he's there. He's playing video games. He's in this nice little looks like he just came off of the set of Two and a Half Men with mm. one of them Charlie Sheen shirts. Hashtag right? winning. Yeah, really. He, that's his problem. <laughs> He's got that crazy tiger blood. It didn't work out. The transfusion was off. But they end up where even he's he's playing a video game of a dinosaur type fighting game. Is that like, but is that fun watching the guy who's supposed to be sick with his ponytail deal and his gray hair playing the video games? I don't know. I hope so, Jim, because I stream on uh, Mondays and Fridays. That is true. You do. Put <laughs> your ponytail, maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah. So y- you get that. But okay. And is that like the switcheroo? It's the old people playing mm. the games. Right. So you end up and there's some good things in this. There are. And there's some things that I would like to focus on. As you go forward, I like the cousins, right? Mm-hmm. I also like the idea that most of his family are trying to get beyond the idea, listen, your parents, yeah, we didn't find a body, but they have to be dead. I mean, they have to be. He won't accept that. So, you know, he's still in, in grief over something mm-hmm. that happened a while back. They want to have a burial. The Vic doesn't want a burial without a body, but the aunt ends up getting some framed, you know, pictures so that they can put it on on the altar. And mm-hmm. have this and, and, you know, to do that whole deal and, you know, almost have like their own little, you know, deal of them being dead and let's honor their spirits and stuff yeah, like they that. Day of the Dead, they mentioned Day that. of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, he doesn't like that, you know, and, and he's like, no, they're not dead. And this this is cause you see right away that this is a, a stress causing deal mm-hmm. because they end up getting mad. Now, again, Vic goes up, starts yelling. I don't know what's wrong with him. Is it his kicker? Because you don't need him yelling like that. Is that or did he, you know, does he have turf toe? I have He's no got, idea. Uh, you know, his hands for, from playing video games too much. What is that? Uh, arthritis? Purple tunnel. Purple tunnel. There you go. <laughs> That's all he has. <laughs> He's sick from video games. <laughs> He's so upset. Uh, but you look too. I love this too. But my favorite. And I don't think this is supposed to be anything. But he gets so mad. He pauses the game like, and, and they end up having the big pause symbol on there as if they're watching a video. But still, he doesn't even shut off the game. I mean, he's going back to that. Oh, game. yeah. He's just oh, he mad back for a to second. The, right. I know. The fourth panel. He just goes right back to it. I mean, what is he doing? I mean, oh. Seriously. Well, you end up where you go down to the fashion district in downtown L.A. Sante Alley. And they're mm-hmm. going to eat. And also you're going to have Julian get some fabric because they are making a dress for Eva, his other cousin, for, you know, a big celebration, a big parade, things like that. And that's, again, this is fine, but mm-hmm. we are now almost done the issue. I mean, we're halfway at least. And what have we gotten so far? You know what I mean? Like, what have we gotten to make me want to follow this or want to really love this? We've gotten a lot of people yelling. <laughs> And somebody Death who says talk. they don't really, yeah. Yeah, don't want to have powers, and even mm-hmm. that, like the one aside, hey, your aunt doesn't or your mom doesn't want me to use my powers, and she scares me more than Cradle. I'm like, you know, there's a little shout out, driving <laughs> nuts. So there's they're there. Shade. Yeah, they're gonna get authentic tacos. He's all up, you know, excited about that, and then they get attacked. Mm-hmm. They get attacked by a guy. We don't know who he is. He seems to have. A similar, maybe kind of a weird, but he also can control rock monsters. He's got a big hand, right? He's got yes. that big hand. Look at his other hand, though. 
And that's all shriveled up. I mean, that's where you get the stranger, <laughs> right? That, that's the alien shit. But yeah, he's upset. I think he just wants two regular hands. Uh, but who knows? Because later he has a hand, then he doesn't. Then, but he yells and he calls him out by name. Umberto Lopez, come out, come out wherever you are. I'm, I'm going to attack you. I want your amulet. He knows all about it. He knows all these things. And you go through, I said, what was it, 11 pages that we were, 11 yeah. pages of a fight that is not very good. No, you end the up dialogue's having, even worse. Umberto ends up, you know, going to what we normally see him in his reptile form. This seems to be the, the given. And I, I wonder if what you have here is the idea that usually you see him in this form for the most part. Maybe they're like, well, we can't have them learn more because then <laughs> we won't get that one. But I always take this one, even in the Spider-Man deal and in this as well. This is like, you know, if you have the Starship Enterprise, right? And you Ooh, would have. You've got my it, attention. I'm just saying this to get your attention. <laughs> the idea where if there's a point, you probably have something you would know. You're, you're quite the Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. going to use the Millennium Falcon as the example. That's my you. deal. But. And it would make more sense with that, but I'm trying. I'm sure that they have some sort of warp location that if they really, really get into trouble, boom, you go to this one. And I think that this is what that is with it. all of this, just for me to tell you <laughs> that I think that this is just his reactionary form. He, I think he this naturally is goes his, to Triceratops. Yeah, he just goes to this, and mm-hmm. it's gradual. He gets the tank like as he goes, but with that. Doesn't it also seem in this because the way you're playing this out, Umberto Lopez come out. He's eating his authentic tacos. He gets mad. He says, "I like the authentic tacos." He just plus a lot of people have businesses around. He's very concerned with the people mm-hmm. around. So then, when a kid is going to get killed by a phone, you end up where he runs, and you almost lose track of is it the amulet? Does it does it go from anger? Does it go from his except? Because you don't really get much of, you know, a spell out. He just turns into a half dinosaur yeah. at this point. His tail and some spikes out the back. Then he ends up, you know, yelling. Then at one point, you don't even see anything. Even the one deal when he's like, oh, my God, you're going to pay. And then his head is suddenly the tricep. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're getting a lot of weird combinations, right? <laughs> the idea of what is going on with this if you just joined in. And then even that, this kind of reactionary form of his, it's not that exciting. I, I love Triceratops, they right? I in the beginning that if he goes full dino, he loses control. So they do explain that, but it just bugs me the look when he's part human and part dinosaur. I don't look like him. <laughs> and even then, like, why do like why do that? If if it was me, I wish they had it more. And this is how he is. I mean, I'm not saying that this is different from what before, mm-hmm. but I wish it was more the idea that when he uh, does it, he has a certain amount of transformations or a certain amount of time. Because I'd like to see full out. Now, with that, it did seem like he went full out dinosaur in the King in Black mm-hmm. and ended up being okay. Ended up at least fighting. You know, gnolls, dragons, and stuff like that. But in this, you have it. I'm telling you, he's horrific. I mean, when, when and I didn't say terrific, I said horrific. <laughs> when he's there and he's changing back with his face there, oh my god, yeah, uh, he looks like a Ferengi, if you know what a I Ferengi. mean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> close enough. Uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> you end up where they're all going, and the Eva, the cousin, mm-hmm. she ends up running, and she's 
a pretty badass. She's gonna yeah. attack. We don't know who this guy is. He looks like a like a rock monster type guy. The idol. thingish. The thingish, the, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't weird, know. weird. And he wants the amulet, and he's got a spike. He's gonna pry it out because it is embedded in Umberto's chest. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't give it to you. It's in my chest. Well, I'll take care of that. Well, you end up having Eva run out, and then she just activates powers. The weird thing is, is when I see this, when it first goes, for some reason, it really looks like the star brand symbol to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. But you end up where she has this power. And, you know, her brother, her brother and brother, they're all. And then she's like, what happened? Passes out. This is like when I go to the buffet and they've run out of bacon. Is that what happened? I fall over. And they're like, you know what happened? You ate all the bacon, fatty. That's what happened. I did it myself. What happened? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, she passes out, which then gives you something for at least Julian, these other people to go. But you you don't get anything more of that in this issue. And and really, it's weird because that's the one thing that maybe I'd like to see more of. I'm not. Yeah, that was the that's something I liked seeing her. You know, there's a shock that she came out of nowhere and and did something. So what's up with her? Uh, and again, that's not our main character. It's it's weird. And why does he turn back into full human when he's being attacked by the guy hand to hand? I don't know. I he's just all over the I place. I thought he'd go the opposite this, right? way. Like he would lose control and be a total dinosaur and maybe rip them to shreds and then be remorseful i don't know i don't know a lot of dinosaurs i don't i I have no idea you know so i know but still make him turn into a couple of these that like everybody knows a pterodactyl everybody Mm -hmm. knows a stegosaurus obviously a t-rex i mean do something other than this quote-unquote you know triceratops Mm -hmm. generic version of him to fight this guy who is at this point putting his cousins in danger and all these other things but yet i understand he doesn't want to get out of control but he's not doing much to stop this 11 page fight <laughs> and and even then by the end he still doesn't really have the upper hand even though he does pin this guy down uh the guy's like you're gonna give it to me willingly you're gonna give me this whole thing and and really in my mind i'm like this is the classic of why didn't you lead with this? Why didn't he come yeah. out? Why is he coming out with them fighting words? Why didn't he just come out? Umberto Lopez, I know you're here. I have information of your parents. Then you're just going to have them come over here. You're not going to fight. Maybe he wanted a fight. I don't know. But, you know, that's the big deal because by the end, it is set up okay with the parents and saying, mm-hmm. I know they're not dead. That is, And that's the thing. Like I said, with this, there are some things that are interesting. There are some things. The idea that this guy says, I know where your parents are. And then when he's like, okay, where? Not here. That's all he'll <laughs> say. Or they're dead. <laughs> they're in heaven. <laughs> or whatever the case may be. But with um, Umberto really centering on the idea, his parents aren't dead. Mm-hmm. And this guy then saying, but pretty much, why bury the lead, dude? I mean, you waited all this time to say that. And really only gives it up when it seems like he's about to die. I guess maybe... I mean, what would it have hurt him if he just says, I'll tell you if you give me the, the thing. And he hands it and he runs away. Woo-woo-woo. He runs away. I'm not telling you. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm more intrigued about the cousin's power. Yeah, I am too. And what's where the parents are. I am point. too. So you're not painting the main character in an intriguing light here. I didn't have any sort of interest. And I had a lot of interest after that King and Black. But after this, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is kind of just uh, written. Uh, I hate to say it. It's kind of a generic way, especially mm-hmm. with that cliffhanger. That is just 
you know, pretty much out of the cliffhanger 101 oh, yeah. machine, right? Chica chica bing! I know where your parents are. Chica ching! Batman's dead! <laughs> Those are the ones. Uh, but yeah, so by the end, I'm like, eh, I don't really. Yeah. It didn't, like, offend. I'm not mad about it. It's more just like, just not for me. I'll tell you what my score is. My score mm. is a seven. It's not okay. bad. And I think it could be something that a lot of people could enjoy. I just didn't. It, it seemed very tropey. It seemed to have a focus away from the coolness of the character, at least for this first issue. And it wasn't that like an 11 page fight. You got to tell me that this fight is exciting. It and got, this is that cool. was the, my least favorite part of the book, probably. And I'm not huge into the dialogue either. No, you say it's, it's you know what this does too that it drives me nuts. You have such a big fight, but you have such a close like at points you're just seeing faces mm-hmm. and mouths and that drives me nuts i don't need to just see a face uh, you know this guy who's yelling i guess you're focusing on the idea it might be a dracula he's got the pointy teeth because i don't need to focus on that when you have two guys one that looks like he has rock monster powers and going all over the place and then you also end up having a kid who can turn into a dinosaur you know, give us some space with this. Give us some cool moves. Give us mm-hmm. some transforming dinosaur stuff. Take it up to the the air. Take it underground. Whatever you'll do. But you're just kind of just going as if you're using, because it's a first issue, you're using the Umberto not wanting to use his powers as much as almost a way of trying to ape a real origin, like when a character doesn't know all of his powers mm-hmm. that much. And you don't need to do that. Just go full force. Show us what's cool. The reason Reptile has a book here, you know, is because the character sounds really cool and you can get going with it. But maybe that's not the focus. I I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at the next deal and it looks like he's fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex himself. Uh, But who knows? Who knows what's going to go on? I I bet you that's just a museum set piece because we even went by. Did you see when you go by and there's a banner? the history museum and there's a big tyrannosaurus rex oh, on yeah, it so yeah. i think that that's all it'll be they'll end up having to get some sort of other amulet that will his parents are probably in another dimension some land of the lost there right then they're with will X-Men and holly island that they're that the, what the <sighs> krakoa you think you're no, on no, the, no, the, the savage the, uh, lands yeah, the savage lands, yeah. Yeah. yeah that that would make complete sense or would it? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to go and download the I Am Sore app. Was, that's my workout <laughs> app. That's why I never go. I, you, you, sure. This is the greatest app. This is what it'll be. It's the I Am Sore app. You type in all the exercises that you might do, and then it'll tell you how sore you'll be, and then you don't go work don't. out. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, beep, 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 <laughs> I'm going to do bench press. No, I'm going to do pull downs, whatever. Uh, how sore? Bit of bit of bang. Real sore. <laughs> all right. I don't think I'll do that. Mission accomplished app, right? And then it has like because we even (laughs) there's nothing, Uh, and also then it scans you afterwards and says, "Yep, you're following the program. You have not gone to the gym. Good job." It just gives you some some deal. I we were talking beforehand just to go with apps because there is a part where you do end up having the Umberto tell you, uh. Like almost like it seems like this book's version of Uncle Ben's Mm -hmm. with great power comes great responsibility. And it is a weird play and it it makes it realistic. It goes with the the representation. But the idea that he says, my mom used to have a saying and then says the saying in Spanish. But the weird thing is, is you're doing a narration that he's talking to us. Mm -hmm. And the idea that why don't you have a bit of a translation there? Because that will end up unless you speak Spanish, which I don't. 
and maybe that's my problem. But and I speak enough to get me in trouble to the point where I want to try and figure out what it is, and I still uh, and I forget. So what that but does is yeah, it takes it's me a, right out of it. It's a nice that that's what it does, mm-hmm. and it takes you don't want to take people out of an issue on number one, two pages in, and what you know I'm a dummy. I just make up stuff, and it, it, it might be bad, but I'm like my mom used to have the saying. Any dinosaurs okay with me? I, I'm just going. I don't know what it means. Uh, go call yourself reptile, and everybody will love you. Hey, who knows? No, you can't appreciate something. I don't know until it's gone. Is this a Rolling Stones? Yeah, Or is this like you know, dinosaur powers are only skin deep? I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you get past your scales, you'll find out that all Triceratops all act alike. Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe actually, I, I got it now. Look up some dinosaurs, dummy. That's what it said. Like, really? You got dinosaur power. I just wanted to push it up. It's not anything that's bad, good, or indeed. It's just the idea, like, why this whole issue seems like there's always, like, a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. You know, a miserable hero. It's the first thing he says, and it seems important. And to not, like, clue us in on it a little bit more than than what we did. Don't yeah. speak Spanish. I mm-hmm. mean, that's unfortunately, I don't. So now I have to go out and I even had I was telling this to Matt Razor. He's like, well, don't you have the Google Translate app? And I'm like, even then I got to pull out some and I'm reading it on my tablet. That's mm-hmm. all I got. And so I don't really I'm going to have to put I'm typing in. I can't lazy for the crap. I'm, and that's the whole thing. I'm lazy. <laughs> but I'm also just here for this. I'm mm-hmm. here to be told why I should love this. And it's a weird deal to kind of pull you out with that. But. It's just part of the character. It is authentic of what his mom said. But if you're going to yeah. be there, it's it's you have to play this out like you're there, you know, at work and you have, you know, 10 guys and gals at your work that you're going to tell. You don't know if all of them speak Spanish. You just mm-hmm. give it. Give us the deal. You know, even if he said, of course, you said it in Spanish. I don't know. I don't know a better play, but it just it threw me up because I'm like, ooh, that. And, and seriously, that may be the most important thing. I don't know because I ended up reading it. I read on my tablet, just went, and I'm like, all right, I get it. I'll just go yeah, with that. And it, it was a nice thing for her to, to say, but I don't really know. The rest of the dialogue doesn't really do a good job of cluing you in on in what Well, that's because usually is, you'll so. have something like this with some actions and going. He's just driving in a car mm-hmm. and looking at it, you know, a picture of his old girlfriend there from Avengers Academy. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's like, don't date that girl. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't take uh, random Ubers, maybe is what it is. Or don't listen to your uncle. He he, he always <laughs> he's ends full up. full of it. He's, he's not really sick. He's full of crap. He's never been sick in his life. He's always saying this. He's a hypochondriac. Don't get him near the WebMD. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to end up sounding like a hater or something like that. It's just that it did throw me off a little because I... I didn't know what he was saying. Uh, but with that, maybe it's just I'm a lazy piece of crap. I, I've been told yeah, that by yeah, my wife about every us. week. So that, yeah. that fits. There's, just so other, there's other that. instances where it's, you know, you kind of can get what they're saying. Yeah, 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 you kind of buy the and this just doesn't explain it well. If it explained it well, I wouldn't have a problem at all with it. But yeah, I guess I guess it just it, doesn't. Is it just there just to, you know, remind you of that? He is Hispanic. That he does speak Spanish. That's fine, but yeah, it, you got to tell the story and you got to yeah. get everybody involved mm-hmm. and and do it. In it. And a lot of this, like I said, the things that do kind of throw me off, they could have been just done in a better way. I think mm-hmm. you could have had some things go. Like even if you just imagine this, you end up having this crazy fight as this opener. You end up having reptile fight. It, screw it. 
fighting King in Black, fighting, you know, the Null Dragon. Mm-hmm. And we're there, you fight and fight and fight. And then it pulls out that his cousin Julian's actually watching that on his tablet with Umberto and says, oh, man, you're so cool. And then Umberto says, yeah, but your your mom won't let me use that in the house. Boom, we're there. And we got mm-hmm. cool things. You can yeah. just show the coolest deal. This book opens with an Uber drive, <laughs> you know, into L.A. for a page. That's not exactly exciting, right? Look at look at Vic. Vic I love the fell hipster asleep. driving the Uber, though. Vic fell asleep. <laughs> yes. he's, he's bored. Yeah, try to, you know, hey, there you go. But am I a writer? No. Am I a miserable prick? Yes. yes. There you go. And I think that this could be for some, and it could turn it around. I'll end up looking at the next issue and see if it, if it turns itself around, because I think that there is a huge potential to have a lot of fun oh, with yeah. this character, and especially the cousin having power. Like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It ends up, you know, ooh, is this like the start of a new super? Wait, will she be able to? And that's one of the things with the solo hero is that you you don't have anything to bounce off of if she ends up being able to be powered up a bit and she can go out we'll you know up. on Patri- mm-hmm. yeah then you have somebody to bounce things off of and maybe start and you the know brother a gets jealous that, he doesn't have powers damn and, right yeah. he has the power to thrill on the internet he is a youtube <laughs> star but even then you're like oh i'm gonna do this and you, you could have a lot of fun with these three oh, yeah you it, could be videotaping them as they go oh, out yeah yeah, yeah. You could have that and videotaping. Oh, I'm my. guessing the idea of videotaping. <laughs> <laughs> you got, got the Betamax set up. Was, yes. Uh, but just think, just in, in the deal where I think it's going, you have his sister who just reveals she has powers. They just come up because she's upset. She's trying to save her. Cup. Boom. And now you do have already said that Julian, he's making the dresses and stuff. Now we get the costume fat. And one of my favorite <laughs> things to have in a superhero deal is that fashion show of costumes i love the ones that are you know thumbs down i love that <laughs> montage but we're saying this you know what isn't part of that reptile he's yeah. the main thing and we're so excited about this girl in a fashion show but we'll see we'll see how it plays out and how that goes i hope that they don't mention outlawed again like oh you can't be a superhero ava with the outlawed and the cradles yeah, no and learn five more dinosaurs by next issue. Please go through and, and just imagine like you have that app, right? He hits it. He finds out, OK, I won't go to the gym today. Then he <laughs> uses the other app, the dinosaur <laughs> app. And when you have it, have like the, the look of the dinosaur, like almost like an animal man deal with this. Where all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm going to be like, oh, yes. Like, what is a flying deal? And he just turns. It'd be so mm-hmm. cool to see these different dinosaurs. I don't know. I don't know why they're. You know, almost like dumbing it down in this just but it, it's an easy concept. He turns into dinosaurs. <laughs> just do it. I mean, it seems like it's like, you know, take my money, please. Take my wife, please. Uh, but yeah, at the end, I'm giving it a seven. I could even go to a six, five. I can't go higher than a seven, though. But I am. I, I hope that it this is like a little blip. The first it, but I just I didn't like the pacing mm-hmm. that much at all. I, the art's OK. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's very yeah. colorful. Very colorful. I didn't like the pacing, though. A lot of the dialogue was really hokey, especially mm-hmm. in the fight. And just the, you know, concentrating on some things that I just think a first issue, you really need to concentrate on. This is the awesomest superhero I've ever seen. I need to re- like you have to get him in the store 
before you start to, you know, get a little fancy and, and right. do your stupid craft coffees and things, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm yelling about. I'm yelling about something. But, yeah, the, the idea of this is, you know, show me the character first, then get into some of the details with the – because the cousins are cool. But let's see some reptile. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I went 5'9". Really? So you're yeah. way lower than me. Yeah. You're just, miserable too, though. That's oh, the yeah. thing. Especially with yeah, <laughs> yes. new stuff. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the dialogue was pretty bad at points, like yeah. you said, especially during the fight. Uh, just this, the first panel, it, it took me out of it. And yeah. um, like I said, that's probably more on me because I know just enough to get in trouble by you know, my brain starts trying yeah, to reason yeah. out what it is, but I, it still took me out of it. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, like I, we were talking earlier, I read uh, Winter Soldier a couple of months mm-hmm. ago, and, you know, it's, there's Russian in it, and it doesn't translate it, but you're just reading, just skim over it, and then the art tells the story, and, mm-hmm. it, you know, you glean what's going on, you don't really need to know, and I don't know Russian, so I could do that, but when I know a little bit of Spanish... It makes it worse it, for yeah, you? Yeah, it's worse for me. Yeah, it's, so it's like I know Wookiees, and when Chewbacca goes, <laughs> and he's actually saying, "Han, you're stepping on my foot," and then Han says, "I know, Chewie, I'll check the hyperdrive." Uh, it drives me nuts. It yeah, and it just nuts. seemed like an important part right away to not yeah. tell you what it was. And I don't want to dwell on that, but yeah, no, no, uh, but it, it did. It like sets a weird tone. Mm-hmm. It really sets a tone, like almost like, "Well, you're going to make me work for this one." I'm a lazy man, uh, but I'm even like the dialogue. Some of this dialogue in the fight, it, it just ends up like. Give it to me. No. Yes. No. I'm not. Yes, you are. It, it just there's nothing Silence. to it. Step forward yeah. and reveal the amulet to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right. The dude. amulet. You're hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I actually, yeah. I like the family stuff. It didn't. Yeah, I do. I, I um, like it enough. Yeah. They talked a little more adult than they seem like they are sometimes, but eh, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just uh, nonplussed overall. It's not terrible. Yeah, I just no, don't think it's no. for me. I just actually think that, you know, you're focusing on some weird stuff. Not weird stuff, but some side stuff where mm-hmm. just give me just give me a cool dinosaur changing fight at least. Yeah, uh, not eleven like for, pages it's, of it's nonsense. It seems to be written for someone younger, which may, yeah. wouldn't be hard for my age, but you know what I mean. Mm, like, true. But then, I mean, but you, then you also, you mean like seventy-two? Right? Those, those youngins, <laughs> those whippersnappers. They would right? wanna, the yes. younger kids would want to see the dinosaur more, right? Yeah, so that's what you would. What's yeah. the balance here? It's I don't know. Weird. There isn't there. So, well, that's that. Oh well, it's a little bit of a mess. We'll see. It, like I said, I'll read the next one when it comes mm-hmm. out. We'll decide. But we have a lot of miniseries as i ease you back into the marvel yes. it's always going to be with these things it's a shame you didn't come you know a couple months ago me and you would have started that beta ray bill because that is good uh-huh. you would have liked that one uh but we have a bunch coming out we have a bunch coming out and we'll, we'll deal with some things i'll get you more involved as i trick you into becoming <laughs> a regular member of the podcast but hey everybody uh, I don't know why I'm acting like we're done because I still have a bunch of books going. I'm so <laughs> used to talking. I do this when we're t- me and Claire are talking too. But thank you for joining me, uh, Stork. No and, problem. Uh, we're going to go off now and hopefully talk to old Eric Shea about Alien. All right, and I'm here with my man Eric Shea. Who's that? AKA the cellar dweller. Since we're doing Alien, right? Aren't we all aliens in Is the eyes alien a of horror somebody? Movie or a sci-fi movie? Well, Jim? I don't know Jaws. <laughs> That's in my horror section. <laughs> yes, it is. Jaws and, uh, and Alien. A- alien horror section. 
Aliens, I know you would hate to separate them. Aliens is in the sci-fi one. So it's it's in the action section. There. I don't even have a Damn sci-fi right. section. You're going to end up having <laughs> to separate those uh, in that way. Hopefully that's uh, a thing that you can deal with now. That is one of the things, though, that you do lose by not having the collections of physical media. Like a lot of people have gone to all digital and whatnot like that. And like every section's now just, what app is it on? That's me trying Collects. to figure out well, what's that Harry Potter song again? What's that there? It's all in your head. Oh, thank you. Nah, that's yeah, a harm of you right there. You, you used to, I love the idea of like even I would do, and it's it's kind of a different thing with bands, even though you could go with genres and things like that. But I always like those sort of you know classifications that can change with, with the mood you're in. Like, ooh, this is the driving music and this is the lovemaking music, like something like well, that. Well, one of those things like Alien is like you go into like let's like a, a group full of horror fans, something like that, or even like a horror con or something like that. You just throw yourself in there and just proclaim Alien is an intergalactic slasher or even want to take what's up for Terminator is a slasher movie. Everybody will jump down your throat, kick, kick your ass, kick you out of there. Oh, my God, they will. Uh, but, yeah, so we're here. So I'm going to go horror. Uh, let's and do it. In this – uh, this series hasn't been a horror, right? That is a little segue. We've enjoyed it. And actually, you have made me enjoy it a little more than I think I would have. Now, quite frankly, I think you would know that I would not be reading this at issue three. I would have done that first issue out. But you what actually. What are you talking even, about? You watched Alien. You understand yeah, the premise. You watched Prometheus the in the theater. Yeah, and there's a little bit of an in between. That's <laughs> a little rough. I mean, I have watched the Aliens. Yeah. And I watched a little Alien Resurrection. And you're all caught I, up. There you go. Point, 20 years after Aliens, could, you're all caught yeah, up. I could be on, like, it's like, you know, who wants to be a millionaire? And they would just say, name all the Alien movies. I would not be able to because I always think there's less than there are. And I well, neither would Jess. She keeps telling me the other day. We actually had to go back and watch Alien Resurrection. I was all pissed off because I didn't want to. Just because she kept proclaiming, I've seen every Alien movie. And I started, but you knew you know, she describe- Exactly. I started describing stuff to her. She's like, I don't know what the hell you're telling about I'm like the reason I know you haven't watched this movie because I know you didn't do it on your own and I don't want to watch it again so you haven't watched it with me do you put Born in East LA starring Cheech one of your alien movies do you put that in there no. would you, he was would born you put, in East LA Jim. would you put Alien Nation I'm yes. just saying if you had a section of alien movies would you put Galaxy Quest in your alien movies no, these, those were humans. The main characters no, were humans, Jim. But the aliens come in. You don't and know how I classify them. They my come and alien section. Them, Eric, and they fight some things. I don't know. Oh, I, yes. I do like that uh, movie. I almost watched it's a great the other movie. day. Uh, but this is Alien Number Three. It's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, art by Salvador LaRocca, and colors by Guru FX, letters by VCs Clayton Kells. The year is now 20, 2200. 2200. I almost said 2020. It's 2020, everybody. It's not even right. I, I it's make, back. I would try to make that work if it was actually written for Waylon Yutani's loyal security officer, Gabriel Cruz, is retired after the, did, what is it, dedicating most of his life to the corporation's excellent station and its research on the mysterious alpha. But Gabe's retirement was cut short when his son Danny stole an Epsilon station security oh, card. That should have never been available for stealing while also pretending to take a dump in his home and use the break in the Epsilon station with an anti-WI. Remember when I didn't know what 
what's this double what is it, you Whale know, some sort of weird deal whale and yutani gave gabe one choice return to epsilon station and retrieve the alpha embryo before it is destroyed or die trying joined by two agents gabe arrived to find the lab destroyed and both danny and the alpha missing when suddenly a deadly xenomorph attack and this is Full out action. I think that some of the actual progressions gets a little lost in the action as well. Some things that well, not end only up that, happening. but right away in this whole thing where you have these weird things like you just the the, uh, the catch up little bit in this book here, and then you go to the through the credits, and then you go to the next little page where you have a very similar page, but it shows you like a black and white, almost computer kind of looking screen. And you have this vessel identification, the grand corporation personnel carrier has like crew comp- complement unknown point of origin unknown. I'm like, Am I supposed to know this ship? Is this the ship that, you know, the the crew was going to 20 years ago to see what's going on with the, like, the malfunction and the autopilot? Is this the ship that Danny and his anti-WY people went and, like, you know, in there before? I don't know this Poor grand corporation. Eric, is this Gabe Cruz's ship is it? that they went, oh, the only thing that I could think maybe, I don't know. But when you see that, it's later on, you do see little, little later, Gabe ends up saying, listen, we can't go back. And this is one. We're the A team right now. You know, we're doing a job where they're going to scrub damn it, it off. They the found me. And then I'm thinking, is that the deal? Is that to show you that it isn't on record? It's, but it's it a black doesn't, books project. It doesn't really do anything. Uh, but we do find that out later where Gabe says, you know, we're doing this black ops. We're They're not going to accept us. And if the one guy, Hamilton, hasn't figured that out yet, he will at the he does it by the beginning of this issue because his partner has his chest all ripped open from the cliffhanger of the last issue when that gigantic xenomorph came out and kicked one of their asses to the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they're going through. He just wants to turn back. I mean, pretty much in my mind, he's the game over version of of this. He's the Bill Paxton of this where he has crapped his pants like six times already. Game over, Six times from Sunday. Crap pants, man. It's and, weird, though, uh, too, because we have our team, like, engaging the Xenomorph right away since their, their you know, buddy colleague just got taken take apart right in front of them. And the thing is that about this that bothers me is that Xenomorphs are tough MFers. But why is this guy bulletproof all of a sudden? Like, if for some reason, like, you know... I, you could say that not every bullet hits it, but when you watch enough of the alien movies, when you have like a machine gun like this and you hear that awesome, you know, aliens machine gun fire going on, when they hit, like when they're close like this, you have that acid spraying everywhere yes, because they're being everywhere. riddled with bullets. And for whatever reason, at the beginning of this, this first alien that we see seems to be mostly bulletproof. Yeah, he has an end exoskeleton that, you know, pr- protects him, but you have seen aliens get ripped apart left and right even in before this, this one the time seems fine and, yeah and and that's the weird thing there's only a little teeny bit they end up opening fire and then you don't get the spray like you said you get that little bit <coughs> oh excuse me and then gabe says watch out watch out from the blood because you see a little bit on the ground that's yeah. it and that's just to like, like what almost is that say, like no. all of a sudden, like they were right. He was right in front of the muzzle of that machine gun. And he was like, come at me, bro. What you going to do? I'm like, what is going on? And honestly, if this is the case, if I'm Gabe Cruz going in here, I'm leading this suicide squad mission. Once I realize that this is the type of alien, and the thing is, I don't think it's supposed to be any kind of special alien. I think it's supposed to be a normal ass xenomorph. So when I see this, I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going home because yeah, really. I, I'm well, that go guy, that's just, what he says at one point. He's like, I'm, I'm going to the jail because that's what it's going to happen. If I don't come back with alpha, I have to go to prison. I have better luck in there. Honestly, yeah, well, I, I can't do and nothing. It's funny. Here. Gabe tried to spell out that. Whoa. If we go back there without the sample, which ends up being this alpha. Uh, oh man. 
we're going to get the worst. This guy just saw his, you know, buddy get his just chest ripped open, whatnot. It's not even a chest burster, and his chest was ripped open. And and what's worse than that? I mean, if I go down, maybe I can plead my case. I I don't want to play. You get the one thing of going down, where's the alpha? I don't know, but listen here. uh, They may listen. Xenomorph, like, hey, Xenomorph, like, no, you're dead. And you end up in, there's a weird progression for me in this, where you do end up where, Gabe, like, out of, like, I don't know why it seemed like out of nowhere, like almost like they were running away from the xenomorph. They're fighting, going, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I knew this dude. I <laughs> have the door. And he's like, I'll see if he's here. And he old miss that we door. saw at the beginning of the last issue, and his granddaughter Abby that were sitting there doing that weird, like you know, poem slash little nursery rhyme kind of thing about the the lady with the eggs and stuff like that. When it looked like we saw her grandfather Mitch here, you know, like the idea we thought it was a. I'm pretty sure we thought it was an alien. I don't remember if they showed the face hugger or not, but something coming on them. So we can see in this issue when you know Gabe goes and checks in on his buddy Mitch if he's still alive. Mitch got some weird marks on his face. He does have the weird marks, and it just. I guess the problem is, and and you said it, I think, last issue, the idea where you have this base, you know, this whole... Epsilon Station. Epsilon Station's huge. But yet, it feels like it's like two corridors and a door here, because out of nowhere, he's just like, oh, man, it's my old buddy. We used to hang. And it's the only guy that that we saw before. So (laughs) it's like, really? Like, here we go. We know something's wrong right away. And they played that up. I mean, it's played up very well, the idea. But you get that thing. And this is what threw you off. And you'll talk about it, I'm sure. The idea that, you know, you had Gabe seemingly having these dreams about this queen. You know, even like the humanoid. Like, yeah, that whole thing that he had connect because he was the only one really to survive having one. And, and it's even it cooler because you have that other H.R. Geiger painting, which was like, you know, a concept art for Alien and all this different kind of weird stuff that he used to paint and stuff like that. But they've actually brought in this concept art that he did before that was never used in the movie as this almost subconscious look of what the Queen is to like, you know, Gabe here from like, you know, being a part of this hive mind collective for, for the short amount of time that he was when he did have a face hugger on him and he went, got sent and back it, it and stays they with removed him and it. Different. And what I like about it, what you're saying even is, I like the idea that that might not, I, I don't know how they're going to play it. They can make it play, that it looks just like that. But it might just be the personification that your mind's making or exactly. they're projecting into and making it. And that's what like, I want it to be. And the funny thing is, like, it's like, really, baby? Try a little harder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to make my sexy self as the other. You're like, you got to go a couple more steps. But it does give it that humanoid see look you say that, that again because when I, when I look at this I see the uh, the creature concept for the movie Species when she goes all alien out here when you look at this I'm like yeah she was a sex symbol and the whole thing the whole thing yeah, was no, about not, bag and she I'm would turn into you though, it but look you know at this back of the, it looks like a twilight back. gone wrong with a bunch of you know copper wires or something. I don't know but with that copper wires <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it looks like like cabling or something uh, but you end H. up where this you know hey uh, Mitch or Giger, you know, Danny you and Lucas he's like almost like it's a weird deal because he knows what's up right so he's it's almost, weird he's almost saying thank you for everything you've done but I'm gonna kill you but never comes around like that right it's it's a weird cut like should have been like you know Mitch you're a good guy I know you'd never do anything bad hey grab your coat and then him, but he's like yeah Danny and Lucas always loved coming over here to play with Abby I'm like okay you know that he is infected you're gonna kill him 
you know, what is this talk? He's trying to. Well, not Abby, but him. his daughter Trudy. But he, he ends up saying that uh, love coming over to play with Abby. He says it meant uh, to a lot to us how kind you and Sue were to our boys. So he ends up saying that because there was another sister, not the granddaughter. He was saying that the daughter I thought, was I the thought, one. You know, Abby was the daughter no, of I think, Trudy, his daughter. No, I think that Abby, I think it's opposite because he does say, Mitch, Danny and Lucas always love coming over here to play with Abby. So whatever the seriously, though, and then says, grab your coat. Let's find Trudy. And they're going to go off. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what it is. It's the opposite. Yeah, I was it's thinking not even that big a deal, It's just that they're going to they're gonna go find the granddaughter that he was there. But again, is you have this play again, though. And I think we're always going to have this. You usually mention it. I'm going to mention it here. The tension that you'd have with the music and the tension that you'd have even going from this crazy xenomorph attack, acid on the ground, to what seemingly at first is a calm down. Let's calm down. All right, we get a little breather. When we know we're not getting the breather, you lose something in that. You do lose something. Well, even in that, the stuff that they present to you here, even in the flashbacks, when they go to that Hadley's Hope escape ship that they go to in the flashback, which, you know, Gabe originally gets, I'm guessing originally gets, you know, uh, face huggered and gets an alien inside him. But, when you have the motion detectors that they have there and you have these iconic alien sounds that you want to hear because they are iconic. When you have those that blip, that boop sound of the motion Game when over, that man. goes off. Right there, that is an amazing sound and like it adds attention. Even when you have Hamilton and Gabe and the other, like, you know, uh Dr. Dorsey, who turns out to be an imposter later on. When you have them firing at the alien in the beginning, and like I said, those amazing Colonial Marine machine gun sounds, they just sound like the coolest thing ever, and you lose that because of the medium that we're reading this on or just you know enjoying this on. You, you, you get it. I mean, Philip Kennedy, he can't do anything about it, right? But there's weird things like what you have to do then is use the comic to do something that the movie can't, you know, do. And I don't really, I'm not getting that as much now in this issue, especially even with the idea that he reveals, I mean, right away, Hey, what's up with those marks on your face? I mean, right. We know then like, there's no, even when he ends up, when Gabe shoots this guy in the back of the head, you're like, you're almost saying what took you so long, you know, because you know, what's going to happen, but then they go right to this deal with the dupe, with this intern that actually ends up well, being is, this I, woman. I will tell you the whole thing, too, with the idea of the marks in the face. It's not something I think about somebody leaving marks on after, like, a face hugger encounter and stuff like that. But when you do have that flashback at the beginning of the issue, when the team, like, 20 years ago, goes on the ship to see what's going on with the autopilot malfunction, why is this, you know, like, this farmer group leaving Hadley's Hope, and they're, you know, brought there by Whale and Yutani – when you get to the cork, what they call the Corcoran Highland goats and these gigantic manufactured monster goats that are just the thing of like, you know, nightmares in my mind. When they go on, I'm like, oh my God, they're eating their own dead. And you go through and you see these weird marks on these goats' faces. At first, I'm like, I, I don't know what's up yeah, with that. Are they being marked? Know, yeah. Exactly. So later on, when they talk, you know, to uh, Mitch there, like, hey, Mar- like he has marks on his faces and Gabe recognizes these marks. And that's, that's why he kills him. Like, I like, had, though, a I, little bit. I, I like that a lot. I don't. I like what happens, but I like that how you're going the progression. You have to. There's the surprise. And what ends up making it that would be. But when Mitch. Oh, Mitch, your face. You just explained your joke. You just explained the setup. No, no. The, well, the thing is, I can't wait better. for that because when now that I, after I saw that and realized that Mitchell, you know, had a face hugger on him, when I thought back about those Corcoran Highland ghosts, those freaking monsters of goats, but I'm like, 
we're going to get goat freaking monster well, aliens. I thought like, that I even when that. we saw them at first. I mean, when they say about these marks, I got that. I thought that this would have been better because you still could have done it. You end up where he goes and he's like, okay, Mitch, go get your coat. I would have liked when Gabe shoots him in the back of the head that if you weren't paying attention, it didn't connect it. You're as shocked as that Marine and then have him push the head around and say those marks. That's why, you know, have that as the real, not the, Oh, Mitch, your face. And then you're kind of like, it's almost like Philip Kenny Johnson thinks he was being too subtle at first. Now you have to spell it out. I would have liked the idea of like, what the hell is he talking about? This? And then go back to even that flashback and go with that. Like, I wish it was, it doesn't feel clever like this. It feels like you think you have to explain it to everyone. And I thought it would have been a better deal to actually go, oh, my God. Yeah, that's why, because he was there and he learned that and whatnot. But he does end up shooting him, you know, the Marine with him. He's freaking out. And then we see that this whole deal with this, it's not an intern. It's Iris Humphreys, that piece of crap girl who ended up. Anti-WY organization. She recruited Danny to steal the card and come up here. And only she knows where Danny is, which is the weirdest thing. The idea, like. We, we come up here, we cause a ruckus, we unleash Alpha, and then I put, like you say, I'm Iris Humphreys here, and then I put on a lab coat, and then like, I know where Danny is, but I was over here, I'm like, I, I don't know what any I of you guys are doing on Epsilon Station this. anymore. That's what I'm saying, like, you get to this point, and now... You're like, okay. Now we're playing hide and seek with the Xenomorphs. playing games here? What's going on? Especially at the point where you know, and they know, you're going to get some aliens. You're going to get some Xenomorphs in a minute because they ended up shooting, you know, Mitch. So they're there just arguing back and forth. She has a gun suddenly and all this going down. And She grabs one out of Hamilton's waistband. And this seems weird, too, because they're arguing before whether or not Hamilton, the other Marine, should give her a gun because we need to have at least three people to fight these monsters off. And the whole thing is there's a big fight at the end. I really thought that Hamilton, like, made his case that, like, you know, more guns for people, the better. And then when she goes and pulls that out of his waistband, I'm like, really, but Hamilton? You, know what you the just funny gave up thing, that easy? Again, that's supposed to be a clever thing where because really what does it matter now what does it matter it when she matter. gets a gun she gets a gun now but it's supposed to be the idea of gabe knowing then i really thought though that she had one so when the idea is like you know when it, it just seemed like a shock to, to me personally when all of a sudden she grabs the gun because this entire time gabe's like i knew you weren't dr dorsey i interviewed dr dorsey you were this crazy iris humphreys lady who subdued like <laughs> seduced my son so i'm like this play did not hit for me at first because I really thought she had a gun it the entire take time. Too long, too. The idea of just like, well, I let you go before, you but finally now we're made here, your and now move, we're here. You? Yeah, I'm telling you, why didn't you do this earlier? Well, like, why be- you walk up to her, you pistol whip her, and say, "Where's my son?" Yeah, and and with that, you you spent that time to get. You didn't have to open Mitch's door. I mean, you could have just turned around right there. Where's my son? All right, you know, or even like an aside. You end up having. You know, Mr. Crapped His Pants, uh, Colonial Marine, he's all crying. He's sitting there and like, listen, I know you are. You're playing this game, but I want to know where my son is until I find him. You know, um, I have my uh, whatever. But you get that. You get the standoff. And then I love she's like, hey, uh, you know, just calm down a bit. Well, he's like, I'm not that dumb. Like, And we know he isn't. I mean, he is a badass. He really is. 
Uh, but yeah, even with that, like we said, I just don't know why. If you're de- like you know Iris Humphreys here, yeah, you want to portray it, but you have bitten off more than you could chew coming to Epsilon Station. As far as what I know, out of who these people are and what they came here to do, like you never expect Xenomorphs. No matter what no, you yeah, do, you yeah. never expect Xenomorphs. So the idea that they're having this little standoff, and then when the freaking alien bursts out of Mitch's chest after he shoots him because it's it's coming, he keeps yeah. seeing yeah, it. Yeah, you see it, and and they know and she it's runs, coming. Except exactly, the Marine, but. When she runs off, then till next time, fascist. I'm like, like, you're still talking shit. You're running around in a space station full of xenomorphs. Why not make friends with people I that mean, are around? Really, just say, listen. Uh, the minute that you get, I'll, I'll try. I'll show you where your son is, but I'm not on your, you know, something. Or I don't she's care. Got I'm, I'm going with the motives, people right? who have machine guns. Yeah, yeah, and I hate you, but we got to get out of here. But yeah, th- this marine, he's just like. You have seen things happening. Yes, it is crazy to see another thing pop out and whatnot. But he's like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Like you, you already saw, but you see. I'm telling this the whole thing. It's if I'm out of nowhere, stuck on an Epsilon station <laughs> where there's Xenomorphs, and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, "Oh man, I don't want to die. I don't want to have a face on me." Oh my god, thank God there are machine gun people here. I'm going to walk up to them. They're like. I'm going to sit there. I'm compromising my beliefs. Yeah, man. I hate them. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Fascist. Yeah, let's go. Which side are we on? Uh, but yeah, with all that. I'm not too, making enemies in this no, situation. No, and I, I love that this Marine, because like he's just reacting. He, he's, he should have reaction videos on YouTube every time. I know that it's something crazy or whatnot. You I think gotta, everybody you, should have reaction you videos. You've got to get your stuff together here, buddy, because you've already seen a lot of people die. And it ends up. But even that, when it's happening, like. Wouldn't it have been better served for Gabe to say to this Marine, like, listen, it's going to pop out in the middle. Like, tell him something. They're in the middle of a standoff. They're in the middle of a standoff. And then she just ta-ta fascist and runs off. It's kind of silly by the end with that. Even in, but but thankfully, you get a really good whole cliffhanger. Point, it's awesome. That's the thing is, it's a great cliffhanger, but it's such a weird thing because the art kind of threw me off here, just because when the the chest burster came out of Mitch, there, you know, Gabe had this little box to put over top of it that's like you know, put the like it pushes through, I guess, the aliens inside the bottom, and then it gets frozen or gas, whatever. And I'm like, okay, it's a containment vessel. I can understand that, but the way the art was. I thought we we're dealing with something new and improved here because I really thought at first we had multiple chest burster aliens coming out because the way the art works, I think from what we see going forward, it goes back in the chest and then crawls they up Mitchell's mouth and shoots out the that mouth. Separates it into two panels, but keeps the whole progression the same. And it threw me off. I thought there was another one. I really thought there was another one. And then they start saying, time, "Stop shooting it. We need a live." I'm like, "What do you mean? You already got one." You know. Even that, we don't know what Alpha is. What makes Alpha more special than anything else? Because I don't know what that would be right now because it was just happened to be in Gabe at this point. Like In my mind, Gabe is Alpha because he has a connection to the hive mind queen, whatnot. So if we already have you know, aliens going around and you know, laying eggs and stuff like that. I don't think you need Alpha. I don't. I don't think Alpha's yeah, the big deal. Yeah, it's a weird deal. Well, again, because every time you see it, it seemed like Alpha was in like a small little crate almost. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, was it in suspended animation as an alien baby like this? And now that it's been a few hours, now it's been out, has it grown to a full size queen and already started reproduction? Because that seems really quick to me. Yeah, and and then you even have at the point where we keep getting where Iris when. She's in the standoff with Gabe's like, that's your legacy, isn't it? Like, you have that deal again. But yeah, through the whole thing, it looks like they're done. And I was confused, too. I thought there were two. 
Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden you think, oh my God, there's trouble, and out comes Bishop, the Bishop. Well, it was one of the that. things you don't know what you're playing with now because Alpha is the like the big hype word right now. Because if you go back and watch Alien versus Predator Requiem, the big thing in that was the Predalien, the Predator slash Xenomorph, and the way that thing worked is it had a weird like that the inside mouth it actually went into your mouth and started laying eggs inside you to the point where they was inside of a maternity ward doing this to pregnant ladies and all of a sudden their pregnant bellies would burst open to a bunch of little xenomorphs coming out so I'm like is that what we're dealing with like something along those lines but it can't be because just you know it's it's Gabe Cruz here like you know it should just be a regular xenomorph queen or not I just don't know what we're dealing with with alpha yeah it did actually it threw me off a bit this this issue actually threw me off of some of the things that we were dealing with and how it's being played out uh the Bishop showing up at the end, pretty cool. I All mean, right, that's cool, Bishop. right? We got that, and that's weird ass looking. Lance Hendrickson has shown up. I know, and he wanted a bishop in the whole deal. He wanted one of the unit, but they wouldn't let him, and now he's got one anyway. So you have that. But overall, yeah, I was confused, especially that double double deal where it seems to split the panel just to show the double dip in All your you chest bursters. Though, is have just a, a two panel progression of oh my god, where'd it go? Then it comes yeah. out of that you could have easily done that. And but yet it was good. I thought there was another one when they're like, Don't, you'll kill it. We need it. I'm like, No, you don't. I'm yeah, so I got confused one. though with what's happening here because when we had the like last issue when you had Mitch and his granddaughter, you know, just singing songs trying to like, you know, stay away from Zeno Morse breaking it in. And then you had the shadow coming over, like, ah, you yeah. know, stuff like that going on. I'm guessing, you know, you could say that there was a chestburster that came in through the air vent and snuck its way yeah. down because when this starts this issue, you have aliens beating against the door trying to get into Mitch's room. We have to shoot them down. One gets away. And then we go into Mitch's room. And Mitch is there. There's no granddaughter. She somehow is taken. But now we have somebody else beating down the door and it's another alien, which like I'm like, when did anybody leave? Did somebody take Trudy? I don't understand the progression. And why was Mitch going after his granddaughter? The only thing that they say at that one point is, ooh, the aliens, they take some of the survivors to, you know, the hive. and Do they, they take start it there. freaking closing doors and behind so them or open them? I guess. I mean, they're very they're polite. Pound- they're polite aliens, you, Eric. Every like- time you see them here, they're just pounding on the door trying to rip their way in. I'm like, how did they do any of this? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I would assume that Danny and Trudy are still alive. That they're hanging out in this, you know, wherever they have set up this that gross place that, that people get all oh, slivered up there. Awful, that. awful. But uh, what would you give this overall? This issue, I'm still having fun with it. It's more action oriented than anything else. But like, there's a few things that threw me off, like the idea of Mitch talking about the the, the connection yeah, that, that he has now to the queen, the hive mind, because you've made Gabe less special now that you're saying that everybody who has a chest burst before they burst, they're all connected. He just happened like, to survive I've, to be able to talk about it. I've n- exactly. And that's the cool part about Gabe. This thing that anybody does, even though we've never seen anybody talk it about it before. It should have been the idea that he survived it. it was the way that he was still able to connect. Not just that I agree. everybody right and away. And they've made it less special now. But I give it a 7 out of 10 overall. That's what I am too. I'm at a 7 out of 10. It did get, and, and it was a little confusing at points, but it's still action-packed. It was a quick read. You end up getting that connection to that piece of crap girl and Danny and stuff like that. And he'll go and save. And it, it is also T-T-F-N like TFN fascist. She still even gets the idea. Hey, look at you, you awful dad. You were terrible to him. Who's worse? You, the awful dad, or me who took him up to Epsilon Station and have him captured by yeah. aliens? I guess I'm, I'm the bad person, but still, you, you, you bad as well. 
But yeah, you're overall, Gabriel Cruz, Danny's absentee father, yeah, yeah, and corporate like, lackey. At this point, we don't <laughs> need bitch, you got us yeah, all in we, trouble with aliens. We now. don't need shade talking now with what's going down. Let's let's get this done. Uh, but yeah, so seven out of ten. That would be my deal as well. But thanks again for joining me for this. The Predator book ended up getting delayed, so you got a stay of execution for that one. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what goes on with that. But with all that, just like the movies, nobody knows what to do with the Predator. Nobody apparently. knows, Eric. Nobody knows. But yeah, I'm gonna go off. And what was the last up. Predator movie you watched? Maybe Predators. Is that you saw one? Predators? Yeah, okay. I saw a little. That's of with Adrian Brody and stuff. Didn't see it all, but I saw oh. like half of it. So I'm gonna count that. Right. So you have no <laughs> idea that what the plot is in that movie. Predator. And they're on the planet with the Predator. Because you had The Predator come out a couple years ago yeah, by I Shane Black, and it was awful. I asked you about that. You said it sucked, so I didn't watch yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Arnold in that one. That's no. what I mean. I saw no. Predator. I saw that a couple times. Did you see any of the Alien versus Predators? No, I did not. I didn't see it. Good Freddy did in you those, see Predator 2? Freddy in those things. I know that he was in town with a few days to kill, and it was the concrete jungle, Eric. I love that. But no, did I, you watch I it? I didn't watch all of it. No, I like Danny Glover, but I didn't watch all of that. <laughs> it's such a good I movie. think I might have watched more of Predators than Predator 2. So, and I, I like to think of it as Predator T-O-O, Eric. Predator as also. well. <laughs> That'd be the best. But yeah, no. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll see it. That's why it's delayed. They're giving me a time to catch up on the movie. So they better give me yeah. about five years. All right. But Predators, I actually was enjoying it a little. I think me and, uh, I think me and Zach were watching it and then we just had to stop and we never just went back. We never went back, uh, to it. So oh, I can understand that. Predators. But yeah, this was okay. But yeah, next issue, I will I will get you on board again and we'll talk about it. All right, and that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoyed Clay, Stork, and Eric joining me for this episode. And remember, go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to the website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And then also go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can get a ton of shows, including this week's Patreon Spotlight. It's called We Have Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 26, and the Magneto Heroes Reborn book. So check that out, and I'll talk to you in a couple days.